With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I got a question right out the gate, Bucky. I need to know, are you any good at math? I'm great at math. Are you great at math? Great. Okay. Great. Great. Sometimes we throw around the word great. Are you great or are you just like proficient? No, no, no. I'm great. You're great. No, proficient like you got is some just, a, got some awards or something by. back in the day? I'm great. I'm okay. great. Uh, my dad was a math teacher Oh, in uh, high even school better. and the junior college level. And so I got a math question for you that I'm going to pass along in just a second. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's going to get hot today. Listen, it, it is a big day in sports. we got a game seven in baseball. LeBron's going to play his uh, his first home game as a Laker. Oh, it's going to be popping. We're in the studio with a bunch of Laker fans who still, like, I, I don't know if they, like, actually made out with their Kobe posters this morning <laughs> in order to make it okay <laughs> to root tonight. Like, there's just all – there's a big dichotomy going on in the city right now. And then also all of the college football that everybody can handle – and, uh, and and a potential injury in the NFL that we're going to have to set my alarm at 5.30 in the morning tomorrow to find out if a guy is active or not would tell you about that. So there's tons going on, and I'm so excited uh, to, to jump into all of it. Here's the math question. All right, here we go. Here's the math question. Okay. Is a winning percentage of 74% good? Is that good? Oh, that's excellent. It's excellent. That's excellent. That's so outstanding. And by the way, here's uh so if you're 34 and 12, mm-hmm. your winning percentage is about 74, but if you go 35 and 12, your winning percentage still rounds off to about 74, but you're more about 74 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's what's on the line right now for Big Blue, the fighting Harbaugh's. Now, I just wanted to throw this piece of math out and then you tell me whether this is a worthwhile piece of math or not. All right. So 
Jim Harbaugh's winning percentage at Michigan is 74%. He is 34 and 12. They're up 14 to 7 with two minutes to go in the third quarter against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. It would be a very big win. And uh, then he would be 35 and 12. Right. That sounds really, really good to me. Yep. However, all I hear is that Jim Harbaugh never wins big games, is disappointing with his time at Michigan. Did you know that Nick Saban's career college winning percentage is only about 77, 78%? Mm. It's right about the same thing, uh, which is obviously incredible. It's incredible to be at almost 80%. And his winning percentage, if you just look at Alabama, I think is actually potentially over 80%. It's, it's incredible. But Nick Saban's career college winning percentage, about 77.5%. And Jim Harbaugh's about 74.5%. So what are we doing? I mean, come on. Hot take. What are we doing? Hot take. No, no, Hot no, take, what Jim. Are, what are we doing, Rocky? Well, 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 but now. What, are, what now, now, are now, we doing? Now, I know your dad is great with the numbers. Might be listening right now. Uh, and I know what you just did, that math problem that you pulled out. Yeah. That's 74% when he's at Michigan. Comparing Saban's career record of 77, mm-hmm. you, you kind of move the goalposts a little bit. How'd I do that? Because you didn't tell me what he is at Alabama. Well, no, exactly. it's higher. It's higher. Much higher, right? Not much. I mean, you can't. how much higher can you go? I mean, it's super high. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, like, I mean, Urban Myers. Only one year at mm-hmm. Alabama, and it was his first one, do I think that Nick Saban lost more than three games. Right. One time. Right. It's It's amazing. Uh, so, so I'm not here to tell you Jim Harbaugh's Nick Saban. No, but but I'm here to tell you, he's, but, but he's I in think the group that's right behind him. He's in the group there. However, when you dig deeper, there are some valid concerns about his inability to win the big games while he's been at Michigan. Are there? Yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't beaten his rival, Ohio State. Well, he did. Ever? No, he did. Ever? He did. He's winless. No, no wins. <laughs> Ask the officials. No, I, I can't worry about that. I'm I just worried. Well, they move the ball. I, no, no, I, I can't you worry told about me that. I move the goalpost. The yeah. officials move the ball. I can't worry about I, that. I mean, the I just don't, but, but neither can he. Like, how can a coach win a game if the officials move the ball? He just didn't win. So he doesn't have a win against Ohio State. No, well, it does in my mind. Yeah, and he, he, his record against the others, when you look at Michigan State, Penn State, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, he hasn't lorded over those. He's been right around average in dealing with those those teams. I so I think he's going to beat one of them today at their place right think, now. Think he gone? We got to see uh, if he finishes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to I mean, we got to make sure he finishes. No, 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 he, he will. He will. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan win the game. Michigan's so, going to win the game. So I think he is one of the top five coaches in college football. Hold on, but can we stop right there? Yeah. Can we stop right there? Right, but right now he's a emperor with no clothes. No, no, no. We he's need, got his khakis no, on we, and his, we he's got the same clothes that he's always got need, on. We need some titles. We need something. No. I need, I need a Big Ten title. Need some titles. I need a national title. I need something. Wait a minute. Big so money. Only the coaches who mm-hmm. win the national championship are validated? I'm about to fire a lot of people now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm about a lot to of fire a lot of people. There are a lot of people, but the standard is to win chips. Can I mean, so if I can't win a national title and I can't win the Big Ten, can I, can I at least – have bragging rights? Is, is, can I have bragging rights over Ohio State? Can I ask you if the standard at Michigan football is national championships? It, it, yeah, they've won national titles there before. How 90, long, how long has it been? 
98 they nine, won. Oh, nine, nine, oh, so 20 years ago. Yeah. Before we actually even had a national been, championship right, game. But, it, but it's been proven that it can be done there. It can be, well, of course it can be right. done. And even even <laughs> even the great win at Notre Dame, but they don't do it anymore. I mean, I don't know, like, but you remember who Jim Harbaugh played for, right? Uh, Bo, I do. Bo, Bo Schembechler. Yes, he played for Michigan. And the quote that is there in in the locker room: "Those who stay will be champion." Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm staying at Michigan, I want to be a champ. Okay. They're not champs right now. It's been it's his fifth year. I mean, how long am I supposed to wait? What do you mean? How long are you supposed long, to how wait? Long, how long do I have to wait? What? <laughs> how long do I have to wait? Well, I mean, that's you, like, oh, so you know what it is? So I can't have my cake and eat it too? I'm just supposed to look at the cake? Uh, I've never understood that phrase. Right. Because who the hell has cake by not eating it? Yes. I've never understood that. So I want to eat the cake. What does that mean? I like, wanna... what does having your cake and not eating it mean? What does yeah. that mean? I want to eat the cake. Um, well, no, exactly. What else would you do with cake? Right. So then, Unless you're so getting then... married and you're just shoving it in your new spouse's face. That's the right. only other thing I've seen someone do with cake. Right. So now I'm Jim Harbaugh. I, look, Jim Harbaugh, you say this is year five? Isn't it? It's time, right? Well, okay. It's time. And? It's how, time. We should and, have had and, a full and, cycle. And how we doing? A full recruiter. We're how doing, we doing? We're doing okay. We're, okay? We're doing okay. We're okay. Like 70, 74% is like really solid. So we're 5-1. and but, one. We're number 6 in the nation. But we got to win. Everybody tells me that it's all about rings. Yeah. It's all about rings and things. Why do you listen to those people? Be- because. There's a lot. Of, there are days where I wake up, especially uh-huh. in Southern California, and I go, they say it's going to rain. Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, but so I don't really care what they say. The people, the people, I, the people are telling me that you're judged by titles. Yeah, but rings. You're not, but you're, then why is things. then why is Charles Barkley employed? Why is he so unpopular? Why? I mean, he didn't Did, win. Exactly. He didn't win. But did, when he speaks on TNT, are you just like, ah, loser? He's all. He's all of fame. Thank you. They, exactly, he's but you a don't Hall care about the Hall of Fame. You don't care about. I don't. I don't care about the Hall of Fame. Let, you let anybody in. No, it, well, sure. in your mind, I'm a Hall of Fame. I a hundred. Do you want to be? I mean, yeah. Then you're in. Can we say that? Yeah, just give me. Can we change bucks. my intro? Can yeah. we change my intro there to you go. Hall of Famer? Even though I played five years and didn't really do anything, but can we just say Hall of Famer? <laughs> just NFL, just because Bucky Brooks, yeah, and some guy Mark so, Willis, yeah. So I don't need a gold jacket. You can give me a mustard jacket. Whatever, man. Yeah, I don't. I, I see. That's the point. I. I will move the goalposts. You're right. Yeah, you do. You want to know why I'm going to move the goalposts? Why? Because I want to know who the hell was it to put the goalposts there in the first place. And where do they get off? Who are you? And by you, I don't mean you. No, I don't say. Who is whoever you are to tell me you must win a ring to be validated. You must get a gold jacket that nobody will ever wear in the history of their but life again. But that's the again expectation, right? For, no, it's not, not well, mine. Yeah, because, because my expectation is oh, well, I can, can I, can I look at your football game and look at your football program and tell that it's better off with you than it was without you? And every I, I single that. place that Jim that. Harbaugh has ever gone, the answer has been yes. I get that. But you're also a working man, so you can kind of understand this analogy I'm going to make. Okay. Your compensation must match your production. Oof. Actually, then I'm actually a little off. I'm a little off. <laughs> I'm a little I'm, off. I'm assuming that means you're underpaid. You're underpaid. Yeah, you're underpaid. You're underpaid, not overpaid. When, when, so, when, so when, for, when for lined Harbaugh, up with how often I work? <laughs> so for Harbaugh, <laughs> yes. for Harbaugh, the compensation is lovely. Sure. The production needs to match the compensation. You know, but money and compensation actually rarely has to do with production. It has to do with timing. 
Why is one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL Jimmy Garoppolo? The hell's he produced? And he's that's played, wrong. He's played nine games in his life. Right. It's not wrong. It's about timing. It's about timing. It's about projections. Uh, it's about it's 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 about I don't know your own personal joie de vivre, and Jim's got it. <laughs> oh, you I, listen. Oh, you gonna have to bring that. You gonna have to bring some of that vocabulary down. No, no, no. no we no. talked about me being great in math. <laughs> we didn't talk about English. Well, but that I wasn't need, English. Actually, that. that was French. That was French. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I mean there's that. there's there's a mall across the street. There's a mall across the street. We could walk over there right now mm-hmm. and ask uh, Johnny Mall. All right. How many college coaches could you name? Mm. For most people, the answer would probably be zero. Somewhere between zero and three. Urban. Urban. Nick. Saban. Jim. Yeah, I mean. It, it, so it, that's but you know, worth something. But at a that's ring. That's worth something. But at a ring party, he can't get in. So what? There's a better party Urban. somewhere else. Urban, this, this place is Urban dead and, anyway. Urban, Urban and Saban, they're in VIP. They're talking. Nah. Conversing. Chatting it up, being snooty, and Jim is outside with the doorman talking about. But I got two with me. I got two. He can't get in. He can't get in. And um, so until he gets a ring, he can't get into the club. Jim Harbaugh has turned around more programs than Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. How about that? How about that? USD, USD, Stanford, Stanford, and then he's working on Michigan. Forty Niners, Forty Niners. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when's the Super I mean, we Bowl? Yeah, but he didn't win. Yeah, sure he did. The refs like, messed the that one up, too. Yeah, He's refs, not winning. refs messed that one up, too. All right, they're the two biggest words in sports, and they apply to today. We'll get to that next. Mark and Bucky. Okay, great news. Quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Jenny Taff was going to join us in 10 minutes. She's doing the Michigan-Michigan State game, and for some reason – Apparently, she's not going to be ready yet in 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know, Lee. Will you check and make sure she's got a real reason for not being ready? Blowing up her phone right now. Okay, thanks. It, maybe that has something to do with the fact that there's still 10 and a half minutes to go in the game because of a weather delay earlier. Uh, but the fight in Harbaugh's are going to win. Michigan just went in for another touchdown. Uh, still 10 minutes left. Nah, come on. They're, they're not it's scoring, still 10 minutes left. twice on that defense. Are you kidding me? The only reason Michigan State scored once today is because Michigan fumbled in the red zone. They're not, they haven't driven the ball on them all day long. About to, it's about to be 21-7, to 20-7, extra point on the way. Michigan's going to win. I feel good about it. Fighting Harbaugh's 35-12. <laughs> what a great coach. Um, all right. Let me uh, – So extra. <laughs> let me run this by you. So the two biggest words in sports I feel like are game seven. Mm-hmm. Um. The only reason I hesitate on that is because they don't apply to football, and football's the biggest sport out there. But uh, Game 7 gets people's attention no matter who's playing, no matter, no matter the sport. And so we got a good one tonight. And I've been, uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek, poke, 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 having fun at the expense of the Dodgers all year because of you, something that happened at the beginning of the season. What happened at and the beginning I wonder of the year? if you remember this. Do you remember that their last – preseason game. I think they're supposed to play the Angels in the freeway series at mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium and to cancel the game because poop literally started to seep up like a septic tank or something broke and there was like poop on the field. And so they were like, you know what? Let's just go home. This is awful. Um, this doesn't smell good. We don't, you know, we got right. some work to do. So I don't know about you. I believe in, in signs. 
I believe. So in, you believe. I, I believe. So you believe this is a sign. Well, I believe in that energy. The season I is going to end in poop. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> see, the thing about signs so is you don't know if when you see a sign, if it is a sign. So you sort of have to decide: <laughs> so Am I going to follow this or not? So when I saw that, I'm like, Oh, that's that's not good. That's that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean it's definitely a sign, but it might be a sign. I'm like, I think the Dodgers are going to have a crap season. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a hangover. This happens. You lost game seven at home of the World Series. Think of the Atlanta Falcons when they coughed up the Super Bowl. Everybody goes, oh, there's going to be a hangover the next year. A little bit. And so I'm thinking, I think this might happen to the Dodgers too. And for most of the year, it looks pretty accurate. The most of the year, it looked like they weren't going to win the division. Mm-hmm. And then they rallied it up in the final week, and they had to go to the extra game, and they won that extra game, and they won the division. So, great job. All right. So, let me ask you this. Based on the payroll, the expectations, what happened last year, if they lose tonight, is that a crap season? No. Not okay. at all. Now, Roberto, who is wearing a Dodger hat, is nodding in the other room, which is why I ask. Mm-hmm. I know that the global answer is no, but I want to know how it will be received by the people who care. My contention is the answer is yes. I mean, I care. You do? Yeah. You're a Dodger fan? Yeah, L.A. I live in L.A. I- okay. I live in L.A. Hold on a second. There's two different things going on here. <laughs> there are a lot of people who live in L.A. This is what happens anytime somebody gets into the playoffs, what? right? All of a sudden at the bars, everybody's like, oh, I'm a Dodger fan. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I'm yeah. a Dodger fan. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Dodgers. Okay, you no, 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 no. You don't oh. actually care. I do so, care. No, I'm not saying you. I'm talking about the person that's like, yes, we'll have two Moscow mules and let's watch the Dodger game. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Socially. I'm talking about mm-hmm. a Dodger fan. Oh. Like, are you a I, I'm base? not. Because I, mean, I know. I'm not, I'm not keeping the book. There's no I'm way. I'm not keeping a scorecard every day. I watch him on TV. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing like that. There's but. no way baseball means as much as football and basketball to you. I know you well enough to know that. There's no way. Look. Okay, so third at best, correct? Maybe, but and some tells me you actually like golf better than baseball. I mean, if Tiger's playing, maybe. <laughs> but no, there you go. See, it's, no, it's, you're it's an attention deal. chaser, which no, is how no, most sports fans no, are. No, it's like some with the with the fam, the kids. We watch the Dodger game. All right, why? Okay, please, you can sit out there. I could tell. Yeah. Don't ask me. Don't Puig. ask me. Don't ask me a bunch about lineups and all that other is, stuff. Is tonight Puig's last game as a Dodger? No. No. No, I can't be. See, I, every time you say no, I look up and Roberto, the Dodger fan, is nodding. Probably. No, it yeah. Can't be. It could be. It could yeah. be. I mean, they might win, so then it definitely wouldn't be. But if they lose. He's going to lick the bat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he might break the bat tonight. Nah, That's gonna, the other possibility. He's going to hit He's going to kiss it. We're going to let him out. Here's how I can test you. If mm-hmm. they lose tonight, how long does it take you to get over it? I mean... I'll be over by midnight, probably. <laughs> and that's a probably game. if the oh, game goes to eleven forty-five. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be over. <laughs> We're on to the next. Exactly. We're on to the next. And, which, by the way, and which, and I'm gonna be distracted because the Lakers. Because you're on. okay. So because the all Lakers right, are on. Let's give you another scenario. 
Game starts at 5.09. We know that these things move. Am I going to click over? We know that these things move like snails. So 5.09. At 7.30, I'm expecting them to be in, I don't know, about the third inning, and the Brewers will be on their eighth pitcher. Sweet. So it's the third inning. The Dodgers are up 2-1. to one. The Brewers are making their eighth pitching change, and suddenly it's time. It's LeBron time. Okay, what you doing? I got to see the king. I got to see the king for a minute. You ain't no Dodger I gotta, fan. I got to flip over. <laughs> I got to see the king. You ain't no Dodger fan. I got to see what the king is doing. Not a Dodger fan. I got to see what the king Which is, is doing. Which is fine. By the way, you're you I'm going to flip back <laughs> when, when they're up. I'm going to flip back when they're up to bat. When Lonzo subs in. Oh, yeah. Let me go back to the Dodger When game they're now. up to bat. Six minutes in. Look, six minutes into the quarter. They can pull LeBron out. I'm going to flip back. I'm going to flip back and just see, make sure we got What's it. it? What's it? Hold on. Puig's up. Uh, all right, now we, uh, yeah, go, yeah. we go back. <laughs> we go back. Okay. Manny Machado, too. <laughs> I got to see Manny. I got to see Puig. I need to see Manny hey, Machado. This is tonight, Manny Machado's last game as a Dodger. Oh, no, they're going to they're gonna, come on. We're going to roll it out for him. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. We got to roll it out for him. Uh, I got a question behind for you about Bri- that. Behind too. Bryce Harper, he's the, he's the second biggest free agent out there. I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't be first. Machado should get more than Harper, shouldn't he? Mm. Machado's a shortstop, bro. He's nice, but the people's champ. Bryce Harper's kind of like the people's Didn't champ. Didn't he hit like 230 this year? Well, he had a bad like, year. He had a bad he had year. A bad year. Machado, bad year. Machado's a more valuable player than Bryce Harper. He is the most valuable player, but but the people will tell me because he doesn't run out full speed to first base, uh, that, that affects his character. Sure, I'm sure. Somebody's going to sit there in a $350 million conversation and be I, like, now about, all the conversation. about running hard to first base. All the conversation Manny. this week. A bunch of ball. All the conversation I heard, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't play hard. That's fine. I heard how many no, people but say, anybody who said that's going to affect his money, it's a bunch of ball. I heard Matt Holiday. I heard, I heard a bunch of former players saying, oh, he has to run it well, out. Well, you know what we learned this week? It, I didn't know this because, you know, the guy's been in Baltimore his whole career. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with Baltimore, but the Orioles as a franchise during his time there have not been anything to speak of. So, therefore, nationally, Machado has been uh, in name only. Like, Machado's been nationally kind of anonymous. Right. You knew who he was. You knew he was a good player, but, but you didn't really see Yeah, him. like he didn't could really walk know. by you and you'd be like, is that Manny Machado? But if Bryce Harper walked by you, you're like, there's Bryce Harper. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's their profile. So uh, I didn't know this. Baseball players don't like Manny Machado. <laughs> they don't like him. I didn't even know about this reputation. When he kicked that guy the other night – did you see on Twitter how many former ball players, recent retirees, are like that's why everybody thinks what they think about Machado? I'm like, what do they, what do people think about Machado? I didn't even know that. I mean, baseball and their unwritten rules. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many different that's rules. That's not an unwritten get, rule. That's you can't, a, no, that's you a, can't get mad. You can't no, flip no, the bat. I can't celebrate. Well, hold on. I flip. can't. I can't run around the bases. Too slow. I got to go fast. Yeah, but, no, but that's not what this pick. is. Hold on a minute. You can't flip the bat. You can't get attention. No, but you actually can't kick someone for no reason in the Achilles tendon. Like, did, he, is- really, did he really kick him, though? Yes. He didn't really e- kick him. Yes. But here's, here's my On thing. On purpose, yes. Here's my thing with the baseball, like the first baseman. Do you need your whole foot on the bag? Can't you just okay. touch the side Bingo. of the bag? That, okay. You don't need to no, have no, no, your no, whole no, no, foot no. on I'm top of the bag. Not letting like, you have that, that was one. very no. amateurish. 
in Little League, you learn, hey, put your foot alongside the bag. Yes, you do. Don't put it on top of the bag. At so minimum. So get your foot off no, the bag. At minimum, three-quarters of that bag was open to Machado. No. At minimum, which why, is why more than get, enough. Why can't I get all the bag when all you got to do is put why your you foot get all alongside the bag? The I want bag. some of the bag. No, you don't get no, all. Get, no. get your foot off the top of the no, bag. I'm on Team Aguilar on that one. There that was absolutely sense. no reason he was whatsoever wrong. to kick him. He reached back incorrectly. You don't put your foot on top of the base as a major league. He didn't. If he was six years he old. He didn't put his foot. No. His foot is on the top of the bag. The put their foot in the middle of the base. His it, foot and was that's not. that's what he did. It, no, he didn't. He played like he's down All here right. in Sherman Oaks baseball. Now I have an assignment for myself while Ralph Irvin comes in here and talks. Um, and that is now I have to pull up the video. And now it's I have to on do a top pie of the chart. bag. I'm going to do a pie chart it's of on the top, base. It's on top of the bag. It is not if, in the middle of the it, bag. If he does it like everyone has been taught to do it, you were taught to do it, your kids have been taught to do it, put it alongside the base, he doesn't get hit. Okay, Machado kick. There's, there's, there's Google, a reason why. Hang on, there's Google, a reason why we teach the kids Google to do that. Video search. To now stay gonna, to stay yeah. off the bag. Yeah, here Don't we put go. your foot on top of the bag. Okay, here we go. Oh, you see his foot? Yeah, I do on see top his of foot. the bag. I do see his foot. His foot. I do see, see his, his foot, foot on top of the bag. covering approximately ten percent of the bag. A top. Look at it. He's barely you know on the bag at all. You know Look what? at that. He's halfway his on the bag. His toe is touching the edge. Of the but what is his heel doing? What is, what is his heel doing? What is Manny doing? <laughs> running, running, you know running what? down the. Base, I take it all back. Path. I take it all back. You are a Dodger fan. You are completely <laughs> jaded on this. But even out the way of your mind. But you're so you're such a radio pro because even the way you described it, his toe was on the back. But what yes. is his heel doing? Covering, his heel his heel is up covering yes. half the back. Not half. Get out the way. About ten percent. I, I know what Get he won't do. Get out the way. I know what he won't do. He won't stick it out there anymore. You know, I know Manny yeah. won't do it. He any won't of that stick crap it out either. there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the way. My God. Then he's acting like He's hurting. I hope you. I hope Faker. you. I hope you enjoy. He's over there faking. I hope you enjoy your Dodger oh, game oh, tonight. Oh, oh, oh! Big, big, He's faking. Big, big, big fan for the He's first faking. four and a half innings. He's faking until LeBron plays. All right, let's get Ralph Irvin in here. Um, team Aguilar or Team Machado, Ralph? The baseline takes you to the outside of the bag, ah, and he ran on the inside. Thank you very much. Very there's simple. Manny, there's Manny Machado with his entire body inside the white line. Maybe he was going to turn, too. Oh. Maybe he was going oh, to see if he could stretch into a double. He had been out for see, five steps already. He was going to see if he could get a double. <laughs> it was going to be overthrown. Be, be ready to turn. That would be oh, the exact be opposite way of the oh. way you would turn, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You would, you would break down that film if it was in the NFL and say, this guy doesn't know how to <laughs> right. run a route. That's right. That's right. That is exactly right. You would, you would have targeted that guy in the NFL. He pulled that kind of crap. All right, go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> well, they are in the fourth quarter, 9-19 to play in number six, Michigan, with a 21-7 lead at number 24, Michigan State. Meanwhile, they're wrapping up the first quarter in Knoxville. Not a good day for the Volunteers. Alabama, number one team in the country, 28-0. They already have a lead over Tennessee. Just started the second quarter, 11 minutes to go in the first half. Number three, Clemson, 14-0. They're shutting out number 16, North Carolina State. Number 15, Washington trailing at home to Colorado. The Buffs up 10-7. And at the end of the first, Indiana with a 14-7 lead over number 18, Penn State. The Hoosiers turning around a failed attempt at a fake punt by uh, the Nittany Lions. And also, this just in from Nebraska, 
Boy, they're going to have to work really hard to blow this game. The Cornhuskers up 21-0 already on Minnesota. Oh, you just jinxed them, man. You just jinxed Didn't you see him last week? That's if why. there's a team that knows how to cough up a lead, it's the Cornhuskers. Well, I, and I put it, and I just challenged them, I guess. Right. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And we are coming up on 8 o'clock Eastern tonight, Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. The Dodgers at Milwaukee. Walker Bueller going against Yolis Chassin. Of course, it'll be on FS1. Whoop! Love it. Excellent. Coming to you live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part figuring out which way is easier. What the hell is Penn State doing this year? What's going on? talking about it's early i know it's well oh, okay boy. so now they just got intercepted as we're having this conversation they're already down 14 to 7 at indiana they've already lost two games in a row what the hell are they doing you want to talk about a hangover they had ohio state dead to rights and from that moment eight minutes to go in the game they have played poor football they play they play consistently some bad they play some bad ball they yep. put some bad stuff out there on tape however it's early no. <laughs> Second quarter. Yeah, it's early in this game. It's Second not early quarter. in the season. Let me get back. Oh, man. Um, okay. I, I, I don't feel like we completed the the origin of that conversation. We're talking about Manny Machado? No, I'm talking seven? about if the Dodgers lose tonight, does this qualify as a good year? Uh, it wouldn't be a good year, but it would be okay because they're right on the verge of going back to the World Series. Oof. All you can, man. Ugh, you gotta, I, you gotta have. Are you, are you trying to do consistently is to put yourself in a position where you have a shot at the ring, brother? I'm with. They're you. right there. I'm with you, but I also know <laughs> it's like the Patriots. But you spent this first part of today's show, uh-huh. the ring, explaining that it's all about the ring. You yeah. got to win the big games, and I know the way people talk about Bobby Cox when mm-hmm. they won like 14 divisions in a row for the Braves, but they only won one ring. And people look back on that as somehow disappointing. And so the Dodgers right now, who are officially frustrated and sick and tired of answering questions, Clayton Kershaw said it this week, sick and tired of answering questions about 1988. It has been 30 years, and they had Game 7 in their house last year. Now you're looking at a 3-2 NLCS lead, and if they give that up to – I don't know, man. I just – I'm not against what you're saying. I just know what the fans of that team are going to say. Well, I mean, obviously you want your team to win. However, your team has to get into the World Series to have an opportunity to win it. They're one game away from doing it. I would think every reasonable fan base would say, look, if you can, we can sign up and say that my team is in Game 7 to go to the World Series, sign me up. They went yeah, to but, the series last year. But isn't this – They're right this, on the verge this year. Yeah, isn't it six right division titles in a row? And you got a and nothing to show. You got a you got a bucket of nothing out of that. Okay. With the oh. highest payroll in baseball, mm-hmm. the best pitcher in baseball, not anymore, but oh. during that time, oh, always in the mix. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean it would be disappointing, but always in the mix though. You have to be in the mix. Yeah, the bridesmaids are in the mix at a wedding. Oh, okay, so you would rather doesn't, be doesn't mean doesn't, so you would rather be the Miami Marlins. See, I'm playing devil's advocate. You rather I'm, be the Miami Marlins? I'm with you, you. You win it, but then you disappear for 20 years well, on end. No, 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 baseball shouldn't even be in Miami. It's clear by now, and I don't say that against anybody in Miami, but 
you can't you cannot conduct a, a franchise the way they conduct that franchise. Right. It's just wrong. It is wrong. It's wrong. But they get um, they get two World Series, so I guess that's okay. Like, but it's like I appreciate and, and, consistency, right? But by the way, who cares? <laughs> who cares that the Marlins won two World Series? Does anybody care? Is anybody cherishing those World Series? Yeah, but right now, the way that you're talking about how Dodgers fans should be disappointed no, if they don't go. There's no should. I just know the way they will react. I know the way they will react. Roberto's sitting here. Not, I mean, it's a you, failure, man. You're going you're gonna to be mad, right? If they yeah. lose tonight, you look at this season how? It's a, it's a failure. Six straight division titles and nothing to show for it. Failure. You got all those T-shirts t- and, and pennants. <laughs> It's a whole I mean, lot every, of champagne, every, man. Every, time every to, year, the Dodgers. Every time I go to Target, they, they got they got all kinds of T-shirts. <laughs> and stuff. Think, of, think about how many like bottles of a, champagne they've yeah, gone through the lot, last six years. You have a dresser drawer full of T-shirts. <laughs> all kinds of stuff to show well, for. Well, I tell you what, I'm with you, especially in baseball. It's quirky. The ball flies a certain way. It's tough. It's, a look, pitcher shows up. You. A lot of luck involved. Well, what happens, too, is I know the same way this fan base looks at you, Darvish, there's a mini, mini version of it last night with Ryu. Where hey, like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, now you, Dar- hey. What? He gave, he gave that thing up now. What are you talking about? Darvish. What about him? I'm a little disappointed. Well, we're right. He, yeah. But my point is you can't boil ba- – fans do this and it's not fair. You can't boil baseball down to one night and then make up your mind. Because it's baseball, and the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league on a given night. You can't do that in football. You can't. Charlotte is not going to beat the Warriors. It, it, they're not going to. Not even once, if the game mattered. Not even once. But you can. The Royals can beat the Red Sox mm. on a given night. So you can't get to Game Seven and go, "Okay, guys, let's see if you're worth anything." And then the pitcher goes out. Curveball's not curving that night. And, but but and why? It's game poof. seven. Yeah, but th- because that's baseball. Uh, uh, it doesn't always work. That curveball was just sitting there last night. You, just you can't bang, give bang, bang, bang. But you can't give, him, you can't give us a chance. Well, but that's – Four that's, runs? Four runs in the first inning? Baseball. What are we going to do with that? Baseball. Baseball. You throw a perfect pitch, some guy, defensive swing, and goes off the – the label of his bat flies over the first baseman's head and lands in there for a double. But that's not what was happening. It's baseball. But that's not what happened. No, no, no. I understand that. I know. No, those were loud. I, I know. The curve wasn't curving. I know. It's like some days. Do you wake up feeling the same every day? No. Okay. It's baseball. Some days I feel awesome. <laughs> and some days just just awesome great. light. <laughs> yeah, just great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Since I know that. Tonight, you're simply using the Dodger game as an appetizer for the main course. I have, I now have, I now <laughs> have a, I have a Laker fair. question for you. Okay. And that's next. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what's it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably shouldn't have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. With Bucky Brooks, Mark Willard. I told you today was going to be fun. There's a lot going on now. Um, so here's my question. How long are the Lakers going to keep up this charade? What charade? What charade? Lonzo Ball is a central figure on this team. He is. He's a big part of what they're what they're doing. Oh, really? Now, okay. Yeah. So, do me a favor. In the third inning of that Dodger game tonight, once you click over, 
Uh, Click on over see, and tell me. See, now you got me working doing the Dodge game. Oh, yes, but I be, do. Because it's you uh huh, and because I respect you so much, yes. I'm going to turn over from my Click beloved Dodgers. And you can text me. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to text me. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. You just tell me. First of all, you're going to have to wait probably about 9, 10, 12 minutes in the game before you even see him. Okay. And then once he comes out, you tell me if he pops off the screen. And you tell he does, me. He does pop. You tell me. You rank been. rank the Laker players and tell me what number he is. Because if anybody listening to our voices right now puts him as one of the five best players on that roster, you're smoking. Five, one of five best. One of, he's one of the five. Best. And if he's not one of the five best players on his own team, I'd like you to tell me any other player in the NBA who we talk about who's not one of the Five best players on his own team. All right. That's it. All right. Let me, let me go down. Go ahead. Go <clears throat> ahead. Who's the best player on the Lakers? LeBron. Okay. Johnny. LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. Unless you're a Kobe fan, then uh, LeBron's like, you know, third. And, uh, uh, okay. So LeBron's number one. Who's number two? Ooh. Kuzma or Ingram? Ingram. I'll go with Ingram. All yeah. right. And you decided between Kuzma and Ingram. So let's Kuz- go. Kuzma's Kuzma third. Three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's fourth? Man, we can't put Lonzo right there. Forward. Hell no, not even close. What? We can put him right there. Forward. You want to? You want to choose between Josh Hart or Rajon Rondo? Hold, hold up, man. Hold up. What you mean? Hold up. Hold up. I think you've been. Hold up. What do we mean? Hold up. We talking about summer league? No, 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 no. We're talking about. I think right now you got divisions of summer league. Well, like, no, Lonzo, Lonzo actually very good in the summer league. Yeah, like yeah. Hart. I think. I oh think, no, we're talking. I think, I think we're talking about be, NBA basketball. I know you may be overvaluing. We're talking Hart. about. We're talking. About, I remember. I remember you told me. Uh, once upon a time, like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, it's all about the ring. See, so I like Rajon Rondo, somebody who actually has a championship ring as I mean, I like a point that. guard in the NBA. That's I a like great that. point guard. He's a great point guard. Yeah. Great point guard. But are we bringing him more so for the veteran leadership? Because he played for, what, four teams in the last four no, years? No, see, I think that this is five actually – this is the the big lie that the Lakers pulled off this offseason. What is, what is They're that? not bringing in Rondo to be a veteran presence – and maybe tutor Lonzo. He's a savant. You know, not, not necessarily to tutor no. Lonzo, but to tutor the young guys on how to win. You know what? I figured it out. I watched that first game, and now I know why they brought in Rajon Rondo. Why? To be the starting point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers. But, That's but see, why. But you know what you're doing? What am I doing? Well, once again, this, this is kind of your thing. <laughs> you're not. What am uh, I doing? You're not, you're not taking the info because here's what I've heard. What info? I'm I'm using not my eyes. You're not listening. To watch a game. You're not listening to Luke Walton. When Why Luke would Walton I says, listen to professional coaches and executives? About, they lie. Don't worry about who starts. Don't, don't worry about who starts. So now, so now, press conferences are true. Worry about worry about worry about who's on the floor when it matters at the end. Monzo <laughs> was not on the floor at the end. He's still he's still coming back from the injury. Oh, see, and that's the charade. What? That's the charade I want to know about. He's, he's, he's not, healthy. He's not coming. He is oh. healthy. He is healthy, really? or else he wouldn't be out there. Listen, he's coming out there. We asked a fair question all off season, which uh-huh. is if LeBron James is going to be on your team, what LeBron has always needed with having the ball in his hand so much mm-hmm. is to be surrounded by shooters. And I know that the Lakers are a little short on shooters. And I think they a probably, little. yeah, they they except, are. Except for your guy, evidently Jason Hart. That's that's 
The oh, guy that you're hard. ranking yeah, fourth. Hard. Well, and Ingram can hit him, and Kuzma can hit him, I mean, and they weren't put, hitting him the other you night. Put KCP up there too. Yeah, I mean they can all see the Lakers don't have McGee? any three point shooters. They have no. guys who can make a three point shot. There's a difference. But anyway, but that's fine. I actually like they're counter programming the Warriors, and I think that's smart. That's how you have what to. the Cavaliers did two years ago was try to beat the Warriors at their own game. And that's, that's why stupid. they got drubbed two years in a row in that's, the finals. That's dumb. So the Lakers are counter-programming, and that's smart. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you've got LeBron James and – You got Rondo. You got Rondo. Right. And Zoe. No. Yeah, because at, no. at every time you need two playmakers because they don't have shooters – so you need two guys that can get to the rack and make things happen. Lonzo Ball so, can get to the rack and make things happen? He can, make, he can create shots for others. But you just said they can't knock him down. Yeah, My point they, is, is when, LeBron, nah. when LeBron is on the floor. But he's not going to be on the floor all 40. N- correct, but you just said who's on the floor when it matters. LeBron will be. When LeBron's right. on the floor, mm-hmm. look, we're basing this on one game. But it's something I thought going into the game, and then the game – Looked exactly like I thought it would. So, so what if you, LeBron's your, on the floor, what is Lonzo there to do? What's he there to do? He's not there to knock down an open shot. He can't do it. He's the, he's a secondary ball handler. Playmaker. But that that's not Lonzo. Lonzo's a guy with the ball in his hands. Right. He's a playmaker. So he ah. creates he creates offense for others. I'm listen. I'm not here to say suddenly that Lonzo Ball's not good at basketball. Yeah, he, he creates real. So he he's is. a secondary. He is. So he, he is. and Rondo are the yin and the yang. They play off of each other. I guess my point is this. He's certainly not worthy of number two overall pick. Whoa, whoa, he's whoa, certainly- whoa. Oh, okay. Hold let's, on. Let's do this. All right. You want to redraft? Oh, even before we okay. redraft. Like, Markel folks went one. Yeah. You remember who went three? Jason Tatum. Oh. Mm. But he's a good player, though. Yeah. A great player, a great that is but, going but let's to be, be a great player. He is going to be a great, but but also, where would he have played for the Lakers? Wherever you want nah, him to. No, nah, no, nah. it's easy to look back and say, right. and I say like, oh, he's. I guess uh, my like, point is, this. where Let's, would he play? They needed Bucky. Come on, we are a year and a half removed from Magic Johnson uh-huh. looking into that camera yeah. and saying, "Here is the face." Of the Lakers. Yeah. And he is now the sixth best player on his own team. Yes. That's my point. I'm not here to say he stinks. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to say you got to trade him. You I'm said not the here. sixth best player. Like, I That's still factual. Think, no, it's not factual. You can't even That's make a case that I any can. of those other players are worse than Lonzo. I can't. No Hold way. On. Wait a minute. My like, point is this. Can like, we stop the Jason charade? Jason Hart ranked as the fourth best Laker on the squad. First of all, his name's not Jason. Uh, let's have some respect for Josh Hart. Like, same th- th- place. Same thing. <laughs> Jay. So it's with a Jay. I'm telling you, man. All I'm asking is stop the charade. Let's stop the whole like Lonzo Ball is this big deal. I feel like I feel he's like, not a big deal. He is a big deal. Turn on the TV tonight and watch and tell me he's a, he big, is a big deal. deal. He's not a big deal. I'll be dedicated. Big this deal because his for dad you. told you for a year and a half that he is. I'll be dedicated to this triple double. By the way, you notice Dad got quiet. There's a reason for that. Yeah, because LeBron, LeBron's <laughs> on the squad. Yeah, exactly. You shush, or your son not going to be on the squad anymore. Because, <laughs> oh, by the way, we don't really need him. Okay, the fighting Harbaugh's have a win on the road over a ranked opponent. I'm thrilled so we can stop hearing about that ridiculous stat. Um, Jim Harbaugh is now officially 35-12 and 12 as the head coach at Michigan. Please, just stand up and applaud. He is doing an outstanding job. Michigan State did not get to 100 yards of total offense today. 
the Wolverines 21, Sparty 7, onward to the next for the Harbaugh's. What's <laughs> laughing at? What? I mean, it was a big win. First road win since 2006 against a ranked against opponent. Against a ranked opponent, yeah. Well, it's not his fault if they're ranked 2006? The yeah, well. He's been on Jeff how long? Not that long. Oh. This would be his first. They haven't played any ranked teams on the road? That's what uh, no, I think they have. Well, uh, again, that stat is incorrect. I, I understand so? it because, so? because they beat Ohio no, State and the officials no. moved the ball. No, They okay. beat Ohio State and, and the officials moved the ball. But uh, there's nothing you can do about that. Alex Marvez will join us in 15 minutes. We're live, Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Keep you up to date on all the other games that are going on. Uh, Alabama is uh, doing what Alabama does, is score every time they touch the ball, not let the other team <laughs> score when they touch the ball. And so it's a whole lot to not a lot at Tennessee. Uh, more on that coming up in just a little bit. There's a few NFL notes that we need to pass along. A, Vontez Perfect, not suspended. He should have been. Perfect. I'm not saying he should have been. I'm just yeah. passing along. They will not suspend him. They did fine him $112,000. That's only because he's viewed as a repeat offender, so that's why the fine is so egregious. Viewed as a repeat offender. It appears that you might not agree with this. I mean, some of those things. Are you uh, defending Vontez Perfect? This will be the first time I've heard someone do this this week. Well, I'm going to say this. All the rules are designed for the quarterbacks to not get hit and the receivers to kind of walk through the tulips in the middle of the field and never get hit. <laughs> right. And so Antonio Brown can't have it both ways. You can't actively seek extra yards and not expect to get drilled. That's part of the deal. Right, but having some of these hits looked very, very I mean, headhunter-ish. I mean, if you slow them down, like one thing super to get, duper slow. No, but it's one thing to get hit hard. It's another where it's the leading with the crown of the helmet into another helmet. Yeah, but he, he didn't. The other guy, Jesse Bates, is the one that made helmet-to-helmet contact. He just kind of gave him a little form up under the chin. Little <laughs> tune-up music. It's, it's like a high and tight pitch. You're such a DB. What are you talking? You're I'm just such saying. A DB. Like, come on. Oh, man. Vontez is dirty. Oh. Vontez is dirty. I'm not, and saying, I've, and I'm I, not saying he's the cleanest player. However. He's dirty. I mean, you have to be able to shut down the middle of the field. I yeah, mean, no, look. You, look. Have, you have record numbers. Yep. Quarterbacks throwing all over the yard. Receivers catching balls everywhere, doing whatever they want to do. Record numbers. Middle uh, uh, middle of the field. Yep. Record numbers of concussions. Scoring, scoring is up. Yep. The only recourse for defenders, you got to hit people hard. You can hit people hard. You can't hit them in the head with Tell them head. to quit flinching. Quit flinching? Quit flinching. Quit ducking trying to get down. Oh, man. You, you duck and try to get right. it. So I'm penalized. I'm penalized for you trying to turtle up. Listen, there are a lot of DBs in football. I haven't noticed any of the other ones do it this way. I haven't noticed any of them. By the way, I know he's not even a DB. I know he's a linebacker. Yes. Yeah, Nobody does it like this. So why are we defending him? Nobody else. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm not talking about general Vontaze. rules. I'm talking Vontaze. about Vontez Perfect. Every team has to have an enforcer. Every team. Okay. Every good defense has to have an enforcer. And none of the other teams have one like this. How do, are they playing good defense? Well, nobody's playing defense. Anymore. Right, they're not playing good defense because they're not doing it. Neither they the Bengals, by the way. They don't have an enforcer. you got to yeah. have someone in the middle. Didn't work, did it? 
to discourage Gave people. Gave Ben Roethlisberger a minute and went right down the field like a hot knife through butter last week. We did. Yep. Um, all right. Here's the other note. Melvin Gordon has been downgraded to questionable with a hamstring injury. He wasn't even on the injury report at the end of the day yesterday. It's a wrap. Right? See you next week. I mean, add this. The Chargers have also just promoted a running back from the practice squad to their active roster. I know we don't. calling Melvin a game-time decision. And let's super serve what the audience actually is thinking about here because it's not just about the Chargers and one of their big offensive weapons. Um, Melvin Gordon is one of the, if not the biggest player in fantasy football this year. And if you live on the West Coast like I do – and have Melvin on your fantasy team like <clears throat> I do, uh-huh. you're going to wake up about 5.30 in the morning tomorrow to figure this out. <laughs> you, oh, you're going to give so it to the morning? kicks off at 6.30 in the morning, and you're going to have to be ready because you probably won't know till tomorrow as to whether or not he's going to play. Uh, they've already laid it out for you. He's not playing? No. No, nah, bro. You see him next week. Why do you say that? Because they promoted a guy off the practice squad. They downgraded him to questionable. I think that points to the signs that he's not going to be available. In fact, if I was a betting man and I could put a prop bet up in Vegas, I would probably put the prop bet over what color sweat top he wears <laughs> tomorrow because he's in London. So does he wear the blue one? Does he wear the white one? How thick is it? You got a buy coming up next week. Yeah. And I know that NFL teams don't think this way, but it's a oh, team the Chargers should beat with or without Melvin Gordon. I know the Titans are 3-3 three and three or whatever the heck they are, but it's a team the Chargers should beat with or without Melvin Gordon. They should be able to beat them. I would think that they can knock them out. Okay. So you're telling me my fantasy team's got no Gordon for two weeks now. I'm not happy who about else you have? Who else you have on the I mean, there squad. are other people, but that's my guy. I'm a guy. That's my first-round draft pick, and he's been performing like one. I'm one of the few guys that has a first-round draft pick because he's performing like a first-round draft pick. David Johnson, no. Le'Veon Bell, no. Antonio Brown, no. Alvin Kamara, they're worried about him. Mark Ingram's back. Dalvin Cook, no. On and on and on. Gurley. Sound like you're drafted wrong. (laughs) They did. I got him at like 12. (laughs) Kareem Hunt, eh, sort of. Gurley, Gordon, those are the guys. That's one, too, if you were to redo it today. Right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a problem. A, it's a the bit problem a, that he's not playing. It's, it's a it's bit of a guy. problem. That's my I, guy. I can, tell, I can tell it's very, very personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Very personal for well, you. Well, luckily I'm a morning person, so I'll be up at 530 with the kids no matter what anyway. We'll be checking uh, Adam Schefter on Twitter and Jake Glazer or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that is not trending in the good direction. Um, by the way, speaking of fantasy football, I wanted to bring this up. This is really interesting. And then Alex Marvez will join us here in about 10 minutes. So that Thursday night game, Broncos and Cardinals? Yeah, 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 yeah. They set a new low for <laughs> <laughs> for games televised on broadcast TV. <laughs> okay? Now, what that means is a game that's televised on like network television, network television. This is a standalone primetime game. It wasn't just on a cable network. Yeah. So uh, the combined rating of 6.6 was well below the prior all-time low generated by a Seahawks-Buccaneers game on Sunday Night Football 10 years ago. That was the all-time low. But let's be honest. With both of these teams, 
With the Arizona Cardinals, you don't have a national fan base. Correct. This isn't a team that isn't a national team. The Washington Den- Redskins. Denver is, though. Uh, a little bit, but I, I just feel like you, you kind of have two regional teams playing out. If there's one that has a chance to expand beyond the Rocky Mountain, I mean, maybe Denver, but both of these teams are kind of localized. So I, don't, okay. I wouldn't expect a big number unless one of those teams was absolutely killing it and they had a star player at one of those primary positions. Well, there you go. So I wouldn't expect them to kill it, but I wouldn't expect them to be like the lowest game of all time. And there are three reasons why, in my opinion, it was the lowest game in forever. And number one is the power of your guy. It's the same reason you're going to turn off the Dodger game tonight at 7.30. Oh, the power of my what guy. What was happening right in the middle of the Denver-Arizona game, about, about you know late second quarter of Whatever halftime, what was happening? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, LeBron James debuted okay, so, against the Portland Blazers. So, full disclosure, okay. What'd you do? Full disclosure, I might have contributed to the ratings. <laughs> well, I, I might have contributed because here's what happened. I saw the first pick six, first play. Then I saw the second one. Yep. And then I was cooking. Yep. And I looked at the score; it was twenty-one. Oh. Yeah. The king. Let's see what LeBron's doing. I mean, I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, the game was bad. Denver's blowing him out. LeBron's about to play. Now, meantime, what's also happening? What started at the exact same time as the game? A baseball team with a national profile going for the World Series, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, not ideal. Okay. Number three, and here's what I actually think is the biggest, because the NFL's always been able to look at those other sports and thumb its nose at them. But here's the biggest thing. This is the power of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals are two of the few teams in the NFL this year where you're like, yeah, I got no interest in having any of their players at all. The Broncos have a committee backfield. Nobody in their right mind is starting either of those quarterbacks nope. on their fantasy team. Nope. David Johnson's in the game, although all he's doing is upsetting all the people who drafted him. It's not his <laughs> fault. But – that offense can't move the ball. Their offensive line is weak, and therefore that's been disappointing. Might be a few people that had Emmanuel Sanders or something like that, but there is basically you could not come up with many matchups in the NFL with less of an imprint on fantasy football. So combine a blowout game, no fantasy players, LeBron James and the Boston Red Sox, poof, this is what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of things working against him. And it was a perfect storm. Um, just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. But, but let's be honest. Watching the game, who that thing was. A, it was tough. Ooh, that thing was slow motion. It was, <laughs> it, it was tough. It, it was a yawner. It, it was tough. Offensively, the Cardinals couldn't get to their best guy. Def- defensively, what was amazing, they kind of had their way. I mean, they had their way with them early, but. Gosh, the Broncos style of play, no, not sexiness. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You're just like this is this is whatever the Chiefs Patriots were. This is the opposite. <laughs> uh, whatever word you want to use for Chiefs yeah. Patriots, this now this was the opposite. Oh. Um, all right, Alex Marvez joins us next on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, great news. Quick way you could save some money: switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. The script writers have allowed Tennessee to score a second touchdown. 
Nick Saban, what's the spread? Nick Saban likes to not cover the spread every single week, so let's keep an eye on that. 28, so there you go. Everybody in Vegas furious again. Nick Saban keeping them alive. Here comes the extra point, and it's 35-14 to 14 for Alabama, assuming it goes in, uh, and it does. All right, so there you go. We'll keep an eye on that uh, for everybody who has uh, got some sports gaming going on Alabama today. Um, all right, Mark Willer, Bucky Brooks, let's get Alex Marvez in here, our buddy. It's been a little while. So, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Will you, will you settle this for us? Because we were just having a conversation with the fine and no suspension coming down for Vontez Burfecht. It certainly sounded to me, Bucky, uh, like you are advocating uh, that Vontez Burfecht defenders still need to be able to play as well. Everybody needs an enforcer. I think the guy is a completely dirty player who's out of line. Alex, what do most people in the NFL think? Dirty player who's completely out of line. Yeah. And, and you know, there was a, and listen, this was something that, that I think needed to be done because, it, you know, there's one thing if you're trying to make a tackle – there's another thing if you're just trying to hurt somebody. And I think that was really the, the sentiment of, you know, that forearm that was going in. You know, and listen, it, it's old school type of stuff. Mike Brown is an old school type of owner. I think that there's, there's a feeling inside that organization, and I know him pretty darn well, that, you know, he adds a toughness to this team and an intensity on defense that, you know, quite honestly, among some players in the league, you may not find today, you know, just because it is a different league uh, than it was back in the day when you had some guys like this that were out there that, you know, that, that took it maybe to a different level at some times. Listen, I understand there's an intimidation factor and it's something that you want to be able to get across. And again, that's why he continues to stick with the Bengals. He's liked by his teammates. He's a really smart guy when it comes to knowing this defense. But at what point, you know, is enough enough? And you have someone who's out there, not there to play football, but to intentionally hurt people. And I really think that's that the NFL, and when you fire that shot across the bow with $112,000 in fines on somebody, oh, and by the way, let's not forget, Vontez also losing some paychecks earlier this year on a PED suspension. I mean, this will hit you in the wallet. It should get his attention. Stop doing this. Yeah, I think it definitely will have to get his attention. Um, when you think about that bingo squad and with – Vontez Burfecht having these issues. How does Marvin Lewis deal with it when you have a player who is reckless but is also one of the best players that you have on defense? Bucky, it's funny you guys were talking about the Alabama-Tennessee score, right? And, and, you know, I used to cover Nick Saban back in uh, the Halcyon days when I was a Miami Dolphins beat writer. And he said that if you keep doing the same things, you'll get the same results guaranteed. Marvin Lewis, in a lot of ways, continues to do the same things by keeping people like Vontez Perfect on his team, right? I mean, you know, what, what does it say to, his, to the other teammates when this guy continues to get chance after chance by this organization, you know, and, and putting, his teammate, putting his team in a tough spot, you know what I mean? Can you trust Vontez when the pressure's on, if someone is taunting him not to do something uh, that is, you know, that, that's going to cost his team? I mean, forget about himself. I'm just talking about globally as a team, but... You know, Mike Brown, listen, Marvin doesn't want to give up on players. This is a guy who, you know, will stick with his guys until the end. He'll fight for them. I mean, and Marvin himself may not believe, hey, there's anything wrong with what Vontaze Perfect did. And this is from a guy who's part of the NFL competition committee. But, look, are these the same old Bengals, Bucky? We're going to find out a lot about this team, a lot more about this team. Coming off that Stillers loss, that was a same old Bengals type of thing, right? Lose to the Pittsburgh Stillers at home, I believe it's seven straight now. They've lost five straight home games. I mean, so, you know, that's the same old Bengals. Bengals in prime time against good opposition, that's also often a same old type of thing. You know, if you look at Andy Dalton's numbers when he's on, on you know, in a prime time matchup, they're usually not very good. Now, they did beat the Baltimore Ravens in week two, but I'm very curious to see what Bengals team showed up and if they're the ones that could potentially slow down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Alex.
Alex, how did you read things from the Jaguars' perspective? I get what Cleveland's doing. Hey, let's get another uh, draft pick, and let's clear some time for Nick Chubb because he looks really talented. But in the Jaguars acquiring Carlos Hyde, yeah, Leonard Fournette is hurt, but we didn't think he was going to be out for that much longer. TJ Yeldon has looked really good and been productive with him out. Why did they need Carlos Hyde, and what's their plan? Well, I think their plan is to usurp T.J. Yeldon, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say diminishing returns, but he just doesn't scare anybody. I mean, his big carry game came against the New York Jets, 18 carries for only 52 yards. Against Kansas City, 10 carries for 53 yards, but they were just so far behind in that game. They could never really get the running game going. And then I think you saw against Dallas, eight carries for just 41 yards. And it looks like for Nett, I would not be surprised if he misses another three to four weeks because of this hamstring injury. And then at that point, that's where a guy like Carlos Hyde can really help you. And, you know, because running backs, you can get up to speed. I mean, I get so many questions asked about, well, why don't the Cowboys trade for Amari Cooper? Why don't they trade for, you know, blank wide receiver, right? And I'm trying to explain, look, you guys don't remember Roy Williams 11 years ago, right? When the Cowboys traded (laughs) two first-round picks for him and how he couldn't catch up with the offense. It puts the quarterback in a really difficult position trying to get down the timing with a wideout who simply hasn't been there. I know Josh Gordon is around the New England Patriots, but he's not their first option. He's not their second option on that team, right? I mean, you're just working him into this system, you know, because Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski, who, by the way, reportedly didn't make the flight to Chicago right. and maybe out on Sunday, you know, those are your main guys. So, you know, again, that's what I think some of the difference is with that type of situation. But, for, look, for this Jags team, they're built to win right now. You know, they've got a lot of contracts coming up, guys. I mean, even with the salary cap the way that it is, and I know numbers can be manipulated, but we're talking about a team that is projected to be over a cap of $190 million and is going to have some tough decisions to make on some veterans. So they're trying to get some traction going this season. They believe Carlos Hyde can provide some of the punch to that offense in a running game because when I talk to people in that organization, their feeling is this, third and eight, we got trouble. Third and three, we can do that, and we'll be okay. By the way, why didn't they trade for a slot corner? Maybe they should have done that as well, because that's another area where they're really hurting. Just ask Cole Beasley. He's still gaining yards against them right now. You know, it's funny, Alex, because you talked about um, having someone to replace potentially T.J. Yeldon, uh, being able to have a fill-in for Leonard Fournette, but the elephant in the room is Blake Bortles. I, my sense was Carlos Hyde was brought over not only to give them a star runner or a lead runner in case Leonard Fournette is there. It kind of is a doubling down that if we can't run the ball consistently, our quarterback isn't good enough to get us to the promised land. What do you think about the sentiment of Blake Bortles in Jacksonville right now? Bucky, you've always been a smart guy and 10,000% behind you right there. And They've got a, they, they're not trying to give up on Blake Bortles. You don't hear talk about, oh, them going to a backup. You know, Cody Kessler is going to start getting a shot for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They know that when Blake gets on a roll, that, that he can be effective as a quarterback. You know, he's a guy who can make plays with his legs. I mean, you know, and that's, you know, you've got to have some fear in the running game to be able to open up some things in the passing game. I think that's how they feel. Let's not forget, too, and this is something that, uh, you know, I should have mentioned earlier. When Corey Grant went on injured reserve, now this is a, a really neat little scrappy-type running back. And I say little, he's diminutive. He's about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, but, man, oh, man, the guy just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And when he went down, and you combine that with, with Leonard Fournette, they tried doing some scrap heap stuff at running back, and it just wasn't working. You know, Jamal Charles, I mean, sadly, he's just seen better days. So that's the thing. And look, in 2019, it's a different world, right? I mean, the Jags will have some decisions to make at the quarterback position. They can be criticized for saying, you know, why didn't you draft a quarterback this year, put him in the pipeline? Did you really need to take a defensive line 
agreement in round one. My feeling was that they, they're going to be moving on from Dante Fowler Jr. they got to pay Yannick Ngakwe. They're paying Calais Campbell. you got Malik Jackson. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of big money guys there. I'm Marcel Darius. So, you know, you're going to need a defensive lineman at some point. But that's where you wonder, hmm, could you have taken Lamar Jackson and spent a year developing him, and then you could move on from Blake Bortles in 2019. But I think the Jags didn't want to cause their own controversy this year at quarterback. You know, they felt that they were so close because that defense would be able to carry him. They play really solid special teams under Jody Camillus, and the offense would be okay and, and would benefit from both of those things. Clearly not the case. A very desperate Jags team heading into Sunday's game against Houston. Alex Marvez joining us, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Alex, I think this actually might be an interesting spot for the Giants on Monday night because Atlanta is so banged up defensively. Put them on a fast track. Let's see if they can actually score some points. I don't know if they'll stop Atlanta, but it might be a spot where the Giants can do some things and calm everything down. But, man, do they need it. Like, what? what is the fallout of Odell Beckham's comments, the Mara family even getting in on the conversation? Where does it go from here, and what changes might be made, if any? Well, see, this is such a, a, a these are the types of things that, that bad organizations do, right? You sign a player to a contract expecting them to change because they've been paid. Huh? Yeah. You think about it. Don't, don't you change first, show you've changed over a period of time, and then get paid? Yeah, this so, is like having a baby to fix your marriage. Yeah, there's no, there, absolutely. There you go. There you go. You see what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's, it's sort of nutty like that, and that's exactly what's happened here with Odell Beckham Jr. I think that they believe that Odell, by paying him, you wouldn't get some of the public comments that, that are being made. you got someone who started this whole thing by going outside the box, doing a non-approved team interview with an ESPN employee, and, and kudos to Justine Anderson for having that type of relationship to get it done. you got little Wheezy sitting in, and you got your quarterback <laughs> being thrown under the bus, and you got a guy who seems completely unappreciative of the franchise that paid him record-setting money to play for them and to be a representative of the team. And, you know, then you get into this. It's, everything is becoming about Odell Beckham Jr. again, right? you got a new head coach, a new general manager, and Pat Shermer was hoping some of this stuff, you know, you'd have veteran leaders be able to lean on Odell to keep him, you know, keep him out of the spotlight. Now we have a deal where Odell Beckham Jr. apparently doesn't like water. Okay, this, this, is, this is like a headline in New York. This, it's like the Giants have become the Jets, and the Jets have become the Giants. It's really bizarro world type stuff, and, and, but it's true. I mean, you look at the Jets and their future right now, what they've been building with young players on defense, the fact they have more than $90 million in cap space available, and, and you know, I'd say the best quarterback of the rookie class so far in Sam Darnold, and what do we got on the Giants? We got some, with some aging guys. We got some cap stuff that's going on. We have an offensive line that can't block, and we got, and we got Eli Manning, who it, it appears will, this will probably be his final season, and who knows, maybe he does end up in Jacksonville in 2019. I don't completely dismiss that possibility because of Tom Coughlin, by the way, so let's, all, let's keep that one hanging out there, but yeah, I, they may be able to score some points because the Falcons have those issues at the safety position, although Demetri Kazee is playing a lot better. You know, Foyer, uh, Luakon is stepping up right now in place of Deion Jones, but they're not the same defense that they've been. The problem is, how do the Giants stop the Atlanta Falcons? Here's Matt Ryan, by the way. Weeks, four to, weeks three to six in the NFL. 1,432 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 128.2 quarterback rating. They have the second-best third-down percentage in the NFL at 494 Yes, that defense is lousy. Bottom four in yards allowed, passing, red zone, and third-down points, and third-downs and points. But you know what? This is a Falcons team playing at home. Another loss for the Giants. But, hey, if Odell Beckham Jr. gets his, everything's good, right? <laughs> well, it's Odo now because I, I feel like you've been a little hard on Odell Beckham Jr. I understand all the antics and those things, but 
was he wrong about what he said about no. Eli Manning? No, what? he's not. He, that's the thing. He's not. But but why is he have? Why does he have to poke the bear? What, <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying? What what good is this doing? He's not get, he's not getting honey for everybody. He's getting vinegar, right? He, he's you know what he's done is he sped up the demise of Eli Manning. And listen, if you love Kyle Lalletta and you think he's the answer for your team because that's what they got as a backup. You know, it's amazing to me, Bucky. I'm amazed. How do NFL teams go through an entire preseason after spending all this offseason time, right, all the OTAs, and teams like Buffalo go in and, with A.J. McCarron, and then the next thing you know, he's gone. You're to the Oakland Raiders, who couldn't evaluate the quarterback position properly because both E.J. Manuel and, and Connor Cook are gone, right? You have Davis Webb. You're giving him all these snaps in the preseason and offseason that could go to someone else that might be able to make an impact. Instead, you cut him at the end. I mean, it's just it, it's not good football organizationally. It's not run well. You've got to make these decisions a little bit quicker at the quarterback spot to be able to have someone competent or ready to come in. Kyle Laletta is simply not ready to play right now. He's a fourth-round pick from Richmond, and the Giants don't feel like he gives them their best chance to win. So they put themselves in this spot. It's just that Odell Beckham Jr. has drawn a lot of attention to it. And listen, too, remember this. Eli Manning is, is a, a favorite among the people in the media in New York. Whenever you need a quote, guess what? Eli Manning is there for you. He's in the locker room day after day. He'll talk to you. He's not going to say very much, but he's going to be very pleasant to you. And people respect his toughness. The guy has missed, what, one start, uh, you know, in, what, 15 years? And that's because Ben McAdoo's an idiot? I mean, what, you know, come on. I mean, it's like, you know, that's one of the things that, that's going on here, too. I'm telling you, they're the Jets. They really should just change logos, team colors. You know, make the Giants with the Jets, yeah. the Jets with the Giants. They wish they, white, they, you know? they, they wish they were the Jets right now. They'd have Sam Darnold. Uh, all right, hey, Alex, thank you so much. We appreciate you, bud. Uh, so much fun talking with you guys. Thanks again. There he goes. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL insider at Alex Marvez on Twitter. Let's get into that Giants conversation a little bit more coming up in just a second. But Ralph Irvin right now getting in here with the latest on everything happening out and about. Ralph, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Mark. And three games are at the half right now out of the four in the top 25 that are going on. Number one, Alabama scores again. Well, they at least pulled even with Tennessee in the second quarter. They lead 42-14 at the break. Number 18, Indiana, or number 18, Penn State, maintaining a 17-14 lead over Indiana. And number three, Clemson, shutting out number 16, North Carolina State, 24-0. Again, all those at the half in the third quarter, about halfway through the third. And number 15, Washington, continuing to lead over Colorado, 14-13. Earlier, number six, Michigan, a 21-7 win at number 24, Michigan State, and I don't know if you guys heard this before. Michigan State, 94 total yards of offense in this game. It is Michigan's first road win versus a top 25 team since 2006. Well, except for the time they beat Ohio State and the refs took it from him. Yeah. All we look yeah. is the record books, <laughs> not, the, uh, not, not the notes. Not me. I got context up here in this brain. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Tonight it's Game 7, the Dodgers and Milwaukee in the National League Championship Series. It all gets started at 8 o'clock on FS1. And notes from the NFL, Rob Gronkowski not traveling with the Patriots to Chicago. The team has not yet ruled him out to play. They might fly him out there. We will see. And the NFL has levied $112,000 fine on Bengals linebacker Vontez Perfect for multiple violations last weekend against Pittsburgh as a repeat offender. There are many wondering why the league's version of Ogie Oglethorpe has not yet been suspended. 
Back to you. All right, Ralph, thank you. Appreciate that. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO-ONLY. Hard part figuring out which way is easier. I think that's such a fascinating question that really is the fundamental question that everybody's asking about the New York Giants. This is what I hear sports media do. So Odell Beckham comes out and says a bunch of stuff. And then everybody, all the backlash. Oh my gosh, did you hear what Odell Beckham said? That's the first round of sports media. Then sports media takes 24 hours. And you get the outspoken ones who will come out and say, but was he wrong? (laughs) Okay, so he's not wrong. And that brings us to the fundamental question, which I think is a fair one. And this is where everybody will have their opinion. Just because you're not wrong, does that mean you should say it? And that's the actual question. It's too simple to say, is he wrong? Well, okay, maybe he's not. But that doesn't mean he's right either in saying it. Now, I admittedly, I'm in the spot where you're not supposed to be in sports media, which is where I can see both sides of this. (laughs) I absolutely can see both sides. I can absolutely see Odell who is an emotional, outspoken diva receiver Mm. who just got paid, and he sees his abilities being dampened by the fact that the Giants can't get anything right offensively. Mm -hmm. By the same token, if you're going to go napalm your entire offensive squad publicly. But did he really napalm Completely. Completely. He napalmed the whole squad? Yes, you do not. I mean – if you can read between the lines a little bit, Odell is saying we have no quarterback and we have no decision makers. And is, again, is, he's is, not is wrong. He wrong. He's no. not wrong, but what can they do about it? So uh, therefore, you can so be you, not. So we shouldn't say anything. Well, is it productive? Okay, so why do we ask? So let's let's talk about but, it. Well, why are we asking him? Why are we asking him the question we didn't want to know? Because that's what we do. We ask. Right. So then we ask, but then he gives us the answer that yeah. we want to know. I ain't mad at him. And then we go at him. I'm not. I'm not mad at him. You're not going to hear me go at him. I'm gonna. I want to go to the fundamentals of what happened here, though. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to make a public statement, all right. Now let's go to the scoreboard. This is sports. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the scoreboard. All right. Were the comments productive? What was achieved? by Odell Beckham making the comments. I mean, besides knowing his opinion, nothing mm-hmm. positive were achieved. Did anything negative happen? I mean, he caught a bunch of flack for it. He got fined for it. It brought his character back into question, even though I don't know why his character is in question. When you ask a guy a question, I don't know how an interview can be a, a character reveal. Well, and I'm not bothered by uh, colorful personalities. Yeah, it's like, like I mean, Odell Beckham has been who he is from the that moment is who he is. from so, the so moment we met him. So here, here's the so thing. So I'm fine with that. Here's here's the thing, and I know a lot of fans have, you know, oh he acted right. Look, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be the same way that he has been until he finishes his time in the league. Like that's who he is. Um, most people don't change. They don't change much, uh, particularly as adults. Um, I think the one thing that you want. From the, from the Giants when they're looking at Odell, you want him to be a productive leader, meaning you want to make sure that he leads the team in the right way, that he's a unifier, not a divider. Now, we can say that his, com- 
his comments are divisive. But, man, let's be honest. Like, sometimes when you're the big money dude in the locker room, you say what the others can't say mm-hmm. because you're a made man. And if it's not obvious to anybody watching the Giants that number 10 is holding them back, right? there's an issue. Well, although offensive line's certainly not helping him. I mean, the guy drops back and there's someone in his lap. And some, I don't, it some, some, sometimes, yes. Sometimes, they're yes. Not playing, they're not playing great. However, no. I've seen Tom Brady play with any and everybody up front of him. Doesn't affect him to the point the way it affects Eli. No doubt. So if what you're telling me is the Giants had a chance to take a quarterback last year, didn't do it, Mm -hmm. and Odell is basically going public because what he's trying to get across is don't you dare make this mistake again next year because now I'm here long term and you're about to ruin the prime of my career if you don't fix this now. If that was the fundamental point he was trying to make, Mm-hmm. then I think it was productive. But I actually think this works out better for the Giants. And I can no longer say because people have taken me to task on social media multiple times because in the past two years I, I told Giants fans to print the shirts <laughs> because they're going to win the division. <laughs> no, no, no. No more. Told them to print the no, shirts. Back-to-back years. Hang on now. <laughs> 2017. They're, they're, only, they're only two games out of first place. Hey, look, I, I'm not backing two down. Two games out of first place. I'm not backing down. I'm not. I, I still believe uh, somehow they can dig down deep and find okay, a way okay. to get those shirts printed. I have a personal bet where I, I would like to see that happen. However, um, Odell Beckham Jr. is look. He has a nice sidekick in Saquon Barkley, so this is actually going to work out well for the Giants. Now everybody realizes what Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo tried to tell everybody: mm-hmm. we need to get another quarterback. But when we did that, guess who was upset? Number 10. What did number 10 do? They're going to take me out the game in the second half. I, got, I, can't, I, can't, I can't keep playing. Oh, if I can't play, I'm just going to take my ball and sit out. And New York went absolutely ballistic. I, I don't remember that press conference. Oh, you don't? No. You don't remember him whining? You I mean, I – You don't, you don't remember him crying? He expressed disappointment in not playing. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? They didn't bench him. They were just going to take him out of the game in the second half. The misnomer was that they were benching him. They said, Eli, what we like to do is get the young guy sometime in the second half. And, and he said, no, you can either play well, me I mean, or if, not. If, if, if you're going to pull me on the second half, oh. you might as well. Yeah, so like, so like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Eli Manning. Coming up at the top of the hour, there's an NBA team who I think is going to have an amazing year, and nobody's talking about him. Plus, coming up next, you are uniquely qualified to address a problem that I I currently have this weekend. A problem. Because you played in the NFL, you played college football, and you are currently coaching football. Yeah. High school school level, right? Yep. Okay. We'll do that next. Okay. What does it mean when Geico says you 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Anybody have a kid that plays sports? <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I might, I might have right. one. Okay. Two. I got a question for you because I want to know if I'm just being, uh, you know, too sensitive or whatever. Especially, you know, you played in college, you played in the pros, and now you're coaching at the high school level uh, here in, in Southern California. So this is your perfect person to ask. 
You tell me, appropriate or inappropriate? I got an 11-year-old kid um, who is a role player on a rec flag football team. Okay? Mm -hmm. Get home last night after a game. A couple of his teammates were messing around in pregame. And then they went out and had kind of a lackluster performance even though they won. After the game, his coach tells the kids, when you come back for your next game on Sunday before the game, you're only going to run until one of you pukes. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Now, the, No, you can laugh. I get it. Because <laughs> I know in the back of my mind that the coach doesn't act. He's not being literal. The problem is, is they're 11. I didn't hear him say it, but I, as my kid's going to bed last night, all of a sudden I can tell he's stressed. He's stressed. Like he's legitimately stressed. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, the coach said we have to run until we throw up. I said, he did? I said, yeah. And why did he say that? A couple of kids were messing around. Was it you? No. Promise you, Dad, it was not. But he told us we're all going to run until we throw up. Mm. And he goes, and he's got all these signals, and, and he yells at us when, uh, you know, when we make a mistake, and he's got this, like, book, which is true. Like, the guy sent out a damn YouTube clip to all of us. It's 25 minutes long of him standing in front of a board doing all Oh, all these signals, and he's like, you got to memorize them all. So, again, I understand football. I understand the lessons that go within it. I understand team, and I understand not being soft. But I also understand this is rec flag football age 11. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong in thinking that those words, you all are going to run until you throw up, are uh, out of line? What do you think? Man, it's a tough one. In a way, <clears throat> you like to th – Thing that coaches have evolved from the old school where we have the corporal punishment when guys make mistakes that we find a way to hold players accountable without those kind of tactics but then in another way having coached high school ball I do also understand A. It's one and all. If one of us messes up we all mess up. So I understand his overarching point Yep. That we are a team and everybody matters. And if one person goes down, we all go down. However, 2018, I don't know if we can use those same kind of tactics. Oh, and by the way, the kids you're coaching are 17, 18. Right. And these, so, these, so with these, 11 these and 12 year olds, 11. when 11 and 12 year olds, you can hold them accountable. But there are different ways to hold people accountable outside of running them to death and using. Fear tactics. I was like scare tactics to I mean, get them to comply. Like I hemmed it hard for a long time before I sent an email this morning. Well, I mean, I think you have And to it was a respectful back and forth. It wasn't, hey, you know, <laughs> bleep you, what the hell are you doing with my kid? I was just like, hey, bud. I'm like, the kids now this is my weekend and my kid is now stressed on a Friday night and we don't need that. And I go, and by the way, at that age, they're also aware of the media and and you know sports that are going on on TV. I'm like, they're aware of what happened at Maryland a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. So when you threaten them, and I go, and I know you didn't think you were threatening them, but those kids are some of them are going to take it literally. Like, oh great, cool. Now I get to go throw up on Sunday at the game, and I didn't do anything wrong. And so we went back and forth, and it kind of settled in a spot where like I understand where he's coming from. He understands where I'm coming from. We don't agree on the appropriateness of that of that statement, mm -hmm. and that's fine. That's okay. fine. So, I, I wouldn't so now, do it. He he's still defending it. So oh. now, so now, what happens Sunday when you when you take your son? Uh huh. 
and you you drop off and you're setting up your chair, mm-hmm. and they're out there doing suicides. <laughs> <laughs> Over and back. By the way, gassers, by the way, by the everything. Way, the temperature is not small this weekend in Los, in Los Angeles. I'm okay, saying, I'm just saying. So it what, is not cool right now. So it is hot. So what? What? What am I what, doing? Yeah. What's the plan? Like, what is? I'm watching. You just gonna have your eyes on. I'm, just I'm, make sure. By the way, if it starts to get intense, might might watch a little closer. Oh yeah. Might walk out onto the field. Oh, you that parent? Well, we have to go to the ranger. We had to call the park Hold ranger on. to get you out the he field. He said, "I'm not." I mean, it was a sort of a tongue-in-cheek threat. So that means you're not going to follow through with it, then, right? If he starts to look, if somebody starts about to throw up, <laughs> you damn right it won't be that parent. All right, more next. All right, you're sleeping on them. I guarantee you are sleeping on them. We'll tell you about that in just a second. We'll follow along with the games. Ohio State and Purdue kicking off in about. 90 minutes. I want to ask you a question about that one. Bill Oram, Lakers writer, The Athletic, joins us in about 15 minutes. We're live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right. So there's a big party coming up next. uh, I guess it would probably be like May into early June. Big party. Philadelphia is going to play Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then the Warriors are going to host, like, we'll see. Can the Lakers get by Houston? Well, I think there are a few different things that could actually take place in the West, but it does sort of feel like a fait accompli, uh, whether or not it's the you know the Warriors that uh, can they stay focused enough, can the Lakers be better than we thought, so we'll see. But that big party that's going to happen in the East between Philadelphia and Boston. Yeah. Are we sure? Are we sure? Are you sure about that? Oh, without doubt. You are? Positive. Okay. You feel, you feel like there's someone else in the party? Who else, who else could possibly be invited to the party? Who won that game last night? Oh, man, come on, man. Who won that game last night? It's a season game. You talking about the, the, the Raptors? Okay. Let me tell you something that in the wake of Mm -hmm. an injury, a bunch of drama, Mm. and a bunch of names that we've come to know in the NBA in respect, Uh like a Greg Popovich and a Tony Parker, Mm -hmm. everybody forgot how good Kawhi Leonard is. Everybody forgot. You knew he was good, but you forgot that this was a guy that almost every year works his way somehow into the MVP conversation. This Mm. is Kawhi flipping Leonard, possibly the Mm. best two-way player in the NBA. Mm. Is he not? Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Did you see him this week dunk the ball and then catch it on its way down with his palm? (laughs) He has big hands. On the way down. He has big mitts. But the ball was on the way down. He dunked it and then caught it from the top of the ball before it – it hit the ground. Did you see this? I did see it. Okay. He has big miss. So, so so we're taking a game. No, 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 no. We're not taking a we're game. We're taking that one game where no, they no, won. No, 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 no. And they beat the Lakers. No, I mean, no, no. they beat the Celtics. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Celtics. And you're saying, oh, now let's invite them to the party. When we've seen that team get swept. No, we have not seen that team get swept. Yeah, but mentality. That team didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Are you telling me? See, this mm. is what I feel like. 
has happened in that trade. What has happened? People went, oh, okay, you know, like uh, they uh, got Kawhi, the other one got DeMar, yeah, same position, just yeah. kind of swap them and it'll be the same thing. Yeah. So now Kawhi and DeMar are the same player? I mean. Is that not. what you're saying? They're not. But, <laughs> they're not, but, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi's got a super, super strange laugh. Like a really uncomfortable laugh. Really- that's the that's basically what we got out of the offseason. We forgot how good he is. He is a great, legitimate, great player with a championship pedigree. It's gonna change the Raptors. What, the, what does that mean? It's gonna change the, Listen. What, what is that championship pedigree? Because what do you won- mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? It like, means he's been mean? an NBA Finals MVP, which is something that the Toronto Raptors do not have. In fact, what they had in that position before was a guy whose fa- most famous quote was, we would have won if we had LeBron. That I, I mean, the Toronto I Raptors, that, but- every year they get the one seed or the two mm-hmm. seed, they get to the playoffs. Well, see, that's why I can't buy into them. Well, except for two things that I are- I can't buy into them. But two things very significant happened in the offseason. They got Kawhi and whatever. They got Kawhi and LeBron left the East. Yeah, but the Celtics are right there. They're great. They're great. I didn't even say they were going to beat the Celtics. Oh, I thought you were saying they're going to beat the Seas. I said. I was like, the Seas are there. They're going to beat the Sixers. Uh, if you the okay. party yeah, is that the, right. the party is that the Boston Celtics are going to play the Philly Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just a done deal. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think the Sixers are as good as Toronto. I mean, we've now seen the Sixers play Boston, and we've seen Toronto play Boston. Mm-hmm. Looked a little different, didn't it? Yeah, but you can't you can't go. No, you can't go by can't one game. But scores. did you did you go deeper into that Boston game? They blew out Philly. Did you notice something about that? Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward were terrible in that game. Mm-hmm. Combined for seventeen points. Bad game. Yeah, and they still won by eighteen early. Early. I, listen, I saw, I saw the Sixers the, ne- the next night dismantle the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. It's early. So you know, you know when you're talking about Toronto t- is going to be good. Okay, so I'm hearing you this right now. Okay, so Toronto I so, is so going I'm, to be he, good. Here's what I will tell you because I thought you were going to bring up the team that I think is the biggest surprise. Biggest surprise in terms of they may crash the party. Okay, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that laugh. I don't know if you're paying attention because (laughs) (laughs) last night they put 149 up. 149. Good for them. Good. That's a lot of points. They got the brow. How many did they give up? 120? (laughs) 129. Okay. It's just a high-scoring game. That just means nobody's playing. I mean, they they probably let the, the, the backups play at the end, let those guys get some shots. Okay. I mean, they beat the Sacramento Kings. Okay. <laughs> it's not a great matchup for your guys. For who? The Warriors. It's not a great matchup. The Pelicans? Not a great matchup. I think they've played them in the playoffs two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And torched them. Uh, torch, torch is a torch is a kind of, kind, of, kind of bigger than what really happened. Really? Yeah. I know they beat them, what, 4-0, 4-1? Yes. All those games, all those games were real close, though, right? I, I'm uh, all those games well, are close. I yeah, I don't remember what they were. Yeah, those games are close. They did not sweat in that series. Um, they did not sweat in. They that did series. sweat a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. You, I'm you, gonna look you, it you're up. You're thinking the. I don't. Series. I don't dislike New Orleans, but 
You can't see. Like, I'm, and I'm not basing it. I'm, I'm, I'm based telling it you right now. I'm telling you right now that Toronto could make the NBA Finals. Come the on. New Orleans Pelicans are not going to the NBA Finals. Why can't they? Because they can't. Why can't they be the second team, the second best team in the West? They, I mean, maybe play, that's their ceiling, play, but and play, and play they the got Warriors. No shot of beating the Golden State Warriors. No shot. No shot. That team was really good last year. And you see, have you seen lost. how the Warriors? You seen how the Warriors been struggling, right? Like they're winning, but it's a struggle this year compared to other years. This year, for sure, played two games, and both games have been struggles. First of all, opening night was not a struggle, and second of all, Ooh, I would expect opening, them. I would expect oh, them to oh. struggle on the road at Utah. Opening opening night, they won by eight okay, points. OKC was within one. With there was two, three minutes left. First of all, that's not accurate, and second it is of all, accurate. no, it was not a one point game. It was game like ninety five, ninety four. No, they. That it was game, 95-94. That game was never in doubt. Oh, my God. That game was – did you watch a game? I did. The That's what was, I said. It was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, the Thunder might win. Yeah. No, when PG, stop it. When PG got, PG-13 got Stop high. it. Stop when, it. When playoff P showed up. Um. Okay. Hang on. Lee just, uh, Lee just sent this to us. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Here is mm-hmm. – here is last year's series against the Pelicans. The Pelicans did get a game. They got game three. Okay, the Warriors won game one by 22 points. The Warriors won game two by five. Mm. They lost game three. Mm -hmm. And then on the New Orleans floor, they beat the Pelicans (laughs) by 26. Yeah, but in in game four. Yeah, but but that's not a. And then they won home and closed them out by 11. Yeah, but that does not sound like a close series. But that's not a blow. In today's game. That's not a blowout. In today's game with three pointers. And the way that player people are playing with analytics, like I mean, it's not I don't, the same. But I don't a I don't, five point game and an L, and then an eleven point game. Those are three close games. Those are three coin flips. And and okay, so if we look at their four wins, you got a five point game, you got an eleven point game, but you also got and a twenty two point game and, and, an L. and a, a twenty two and, and a twenty six. So three of those games were two close this ones is, and an L. This is not a series that the Warriors could have lost. That's what I'm talking about. Like there is no. Oh, I didn't and say by that. the way, but we're Rondo, talking about this year, though. But right, right. The Pelicans lost people. They lost Rondo. But I you, know Boogie was already see, gone by then. But did you see the point guard who filled in for Rondo had a triple double right out the gate this year? Yes. Come on. Get so out you're not here. paying attention. So you one of those casual fans? A casual fan. Casual. You are casually checking out the war. You're not paying. You're not surveying the league. Surveying the league? Yeah, you're not surveying the league. Gotta I'm pay trying to figure coming. out what you're telling me right now. Are you telling I mean, me that the Pelicans could beat the Warriors in the playoffs? I'm telling you, they're going to be right there. I didn't ask you that. I'm telling you right Do there. you think there is a chance yes. that the Pelicans yes. beat the Warriors in yes. the playoffs? Yes. All right. Then right. I would say you need write to survey down. the league a little write bit more. Write I will. I'm going to write it down. I got write a pen down. right here. Write it down. Well, Bucky says. Coming out the West. Bucky says. Because who else, who else is in the West? The Lakers are in the West. The, the Lakers, Lakers are going to be there. Not the yet. Rockets are in the West. Oh, the Rockets! What? Yeah, I actually don't like them this year. No, the Rockets. They they got rid of all their but their mojo. All their dudes, they're all gone. So the Rockets are not there. What do you mean? What do you mean? All their dudes. Trevor Ariza. All the role players. All the guys who did the dirty no, work. Trevor Ariza. Yeah, they got all the, the dirty work. Who else? They have some other rotational players. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> but they're all they're all back. But Chris Paul and they got Eric Gordon and they. I mean, they got their guys. Uh, oh, yeah, some of them dudes coming in. Come on, Just man. Come on. Get out of here. You know what the Golden State? We got to get to this actually coming up later on this hour. Mm-hmm. There's a comp. There are two comps for the Golden State Warriors in other sports right now that are running the risk of being 
so dominant that you don't even need to tune in anymore. And that's the Warriors in the Western Conference playoffs. The Pelicans are not no, going to threaten no, no. them. I don't, I don't take that. I don't take that. I mean, it wasn't last year with Houston, but all right, we'll get back to that. While we're on the NBA, Bill Orem, Lakers writer for The Athletic, joins us next. We'll find out if he agrees with Bucky. Yeah, Lakers aren't ready yet. We'll see. Coming up next. All right, we got some controversy between Michigan and Michigan State, and we'll get to that coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Bucky Brooks, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us. Now Bill Orem with us as well. Lakers writer for The Athletic at Bill Orem on Twitter. Bill, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate you, man. So, My pleasure. Um, How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Thank you for doing it. I, I, I was asking this of Bucky earlier, and I wonder what you think. And I truly believe this. I'm like, how much longer are the Lakers going to keep up the charade of Lonzo Ball is a central figure of this team? Like when I and I know it's been one game, but but look, Bill, he's healthy. You can tell when you watch him on TV. It doesn't really pop. There's not a point this year where he's going to be a better player than Rondo. And I don't really know when LeBron's on the floor what it is that Lonzo does. So, look, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but this whole, like, face of the Lakers, Lonzo Ball, like, how long are the Lakers keeping this up? Hey, Mark, well, I, I, kind, of, I kind of think the Lakers have, have done a good job of protecting Lonzo this season, finally, after kind of feeding him to the Wolves last year. This year, he has an opportunity to show whether or not he is that guy or not. So, he's protected by Rajon Rondo. He has an opportunity to compete for that job. Um, otherwise, he can continue to grow with the second unit of the Lakers, which is probably a little bit more um, consistent with where he's at in his career. But, I mean, you're right. Look, I mean, he's taken the world by storm in his first first year and one game of his career. Um, you know, there have been ups and downs. He's, he's only played three games so far this season, counting two preseason appearances. And Thursday is only a second game with LeBron James. So I do think there has to be a little bit of patience with him. Uh, played 52 games last year, but there are there are reasonable questions about how how good he can be uh, long term, and and the shot is still is still a big question mark. Um, he looked better attacking the rim, got to the foul lines, which he wasn't very good at a year ago. So I think you have to give him a little bit of time there. He still looks so comfortable with the ball in his hands. It's kind of what happens after he gives it up, and kind of how he can impact the game beyond making those passes and, and setting up an offense. Can he, can he be a scoring threat? Defensively, he's obviously – he may be the Lakers' best defender, actually. But defensively, he makes a difference. But he needs to earn the trust of LeBron James this year, I think, to convince the Lakers that he is the guy going forward. And I think that's the test. So I'm not quite where you are saying you, know, it's, you, can already, you can already make the assessment, but I do think that this season is going to be critical to determining whether or not he can be the guy the Lakers have spent a lot of energy telling us he is. And looking at the Lakers in that, that opener against the Portland Trailblazers, it, I loved how they were going up and down the floor. However, the one thing that doesn't really work well in this league, when you have a team full of guys who can't shoot the three ball, how are the Lakers going to be able to compete with the likes of the Warriors, the Rockets, and others that live by the three when they don't appear to be a great three-point shooting team? Well, I mean, the answer may prove may very well prove to be that they can't keep up with those teams. Um, but the strategy that they're at least trying to employ this season is kind of beat them at a different game, which is exactly like you said: get up and down the floor, get those easy twos. You know, if you're if you're scoring on breakaway dunks, those are those are even better than than um, 
than uh, than than three pointers. And so, um, so I think that you know you look at that that opener. Fifty of their first sixty three points were in the paint. They had something like twenty seven points in uh, in transition. So they're they they are doing what they want to do. But the problem is, I think I think I think and kind of what you're hitting at. How sustainable is it when that's really your only option? I mean. The Lakers started 0 for 15 from three, and that is something that is going to. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't win that way. They they shot seven to 15 from their for their. In, in, they shot 33s, missed their first 15, then shot seven to 15. So you wonder, are they closer to the 0 for 15 team or the seven for 15 team? Um, but it was certainly a, it was a heightened microcosm of their problem, but it was a microcosm nonetheless. Bill Oram is with us, the Athletic on the Lakers. Bill, I, I think it's so interesting that right as LeBron James is making his Laker debut in these first games, it's alongside the fact that the Dodgers are in the National League Championship Series and trying to get to the World Series against the Red Sox. I wonder, like, you know, your your digital analytics and whatnot, are, are, do you guys have any data on what is is trending as more popular Laker content or Dodger content right now at this time? You know, I don't have that uh, in front of me, but I what I can just kind of speak to the vibe in Los Angeles yeah. and the and the energy that's been around town. Because I mean, when when a when an LA team is good, it does it does kind of change the vibe around the city. I mean, you see Dodger hats year round anyway. That LA is kind of a symbol of the city. But people start talking about the Dodgers. I take my kid to preschool, and and this teacher, Miss Joy, she always wants to talk about what happened in the Dodger <laughs> game. So there there is a lot of excitement about about that team, and then you and then you put. On top of that, the fact not only are the Dodgers on the cusp of the World Series, but you have the best basketball player in the world suddenly uh, playing in purple and gold and, and, and helping propel the Lakers back to, if not their greatest type probably this season, certainly to um, you know back to relevance, which is something that has been missed. So there is definitely a buzz around the team in town right now, and um, it, it really doesn't get a whole lot bigger than a Game 7 and LeBron's debut. You're absolutely right. You know, Bill, if you were at home, I mean, I'm like – and you had to choose between Game Seven of the Dodgers or watching the Lakers' home debut. Who are you picking? Uh, I guess the question would be which one would I have on the big screen? Because I definitely would have I'd have them both on. I'd have one on the <laughs> iPad and one on and one on the TV. Uh, me, I mean, I'm a basketball guy, so I probably have I'd probably have uh, LeBron and the Lakers on. But um, I, I, if you if you if you only have one screen to watch, I think you'd want to keep that a. Uh, that last channel button working pretty hard all night. Yeah, no doubt. That's my plan tonight for sure. Bill, you know, you mentioned earlier we'll see over time if the Lakers are more uh, the first-half version or the second-half version as far as shooting threes. But by the same token, we expected that a little bit coming in. We looked at the roster and went, oh, there aren't a lot of great three-point shooters. There's some guys who can hit a three. But it, it felt all along like LeBron and the team wanted to counter-program the Warriors, not try to beat them at their own game. So do you think they'll make any moves to try to become better three-point shooters? Or do you think they're trying to be a team that's physical and can muck it up against the rest of the Western Conference? Well, there was a really different, it was a really interesting case study in the first game because the Lakers got down by 12 points to the Blazers in the fourth quarter. And, and the Lakers had to go to the, to the old model. The LeBron model we've seen for a long time is LeBron has the ball and taking it out to shooters who are all around him. The Lakers very intentionally, like you said, Mark, did not build the team that way. But then they found themselves in the very first game of the season play that style. So you saw Luke Walton sub out Brandon Ingram, ostensibly the second best player on this team, the, the number two scorer on this team, at least what they to be. 
subbed out in, in crunch time for Canadian Caldwell Pope, who was non-existent on the floor in the opener, but he's at least a better three-point shooter. So they built this roster kind of with a strategy that they had to abandon in the first of 82 games. So I, I think that is very telling. Um, I, think, I think the thing that we all have to kind of keep in mind is, is this, when the Lakers did not get Paul George, and when the Lakers did not add, were not able to add a second superstar, this was by, by, by necessity rather than design became a transition year. So this year is going to be about getting, getting as much out of your young guys as possible, trying to mix it up a little bit in the playoffs. They brought in guys who are playoff tested, who are going to help them win playoff games, and then, and then get comfortable with LeBron. Let LeBron get comfortable with these young guys, make sure that he's comfortable with all of them, and then try to add that second star in another year. So when it comes down to, you know, oh, the hand-wringing over what kind of shooting team they can be, um, the Lakers would obviously tell you differently. But from where I sit, when you're down in the weeds like that, I'm just not sure any of the, the X's and O's and, and, you know, real number crunching really truly matters in the big picture for this team. Bill, if you had to guess, you know, project out them getting better as they gel, what's your guess as to what kind of seed they'll have in the playoffs? I think they're somewhere in that 5-6 range. Um, you know, I've had people with the team who really have liked what they've seen, and you know, the whisper has been, "Oh, I, I can see us getting all the way up to the two seed." You know, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, you watched that Golden State Utah game last night. I mean, that was a different level of basketball that we've seen from the Lakers so far. Um, but I do think, you know, that they, they can be in kind of that same range as a Portland, a Denver, New Orleans. Um, you know, teams that aren't going to win the championship this year, but certainly. Um, are, are very present in the Western Conference playoff picture. That said, I mean, there's nothing to say that the Lakers couldn't find themselves, you know, a month to go, you know, needing, needing a, a run to get to the eighth seed. I mean, the West is so completely um, crowded that there's really no guarantee that the Lakers get there. But my, my bottom line on that is I, I don't feel LeBron James' team missing the playoffs, especially one um, that, you know, has the pieces the Lakers have. So if they're within a couple games of the playoffs, they're going to get in. They're going to find a way in. It reminds me of, you know, years ago I used to cover the Utah Jazz, and it was the year Kobe tore his Achilles, and the Jazz were jockeying with the Lakers for that eighth spot uh, for the final few weeks of the season. And you, you knew there was no way that the, the Al Jefferson-led Jazz were going to be uh, were going to win that last playoff spot over a Kobe Bryant-led Lakers team. That Kobe was going to find a way to get the Lakers in there. He did, and LeBron, LeBron will find a way to get the Lakers in this year too. Um, but the West is an absolute mess. But I do think once the Lakers get there, if they've gelled, like in the way that I think we kind of think they will by the time we get to the second half of the season, I think they could be a problem in the playoffs for a higher seed if they, in fact, are the lower seed uh, just because of the way they're built. I think this is a better playoff team than it is a regular season team. Bill, great stuff. It's great to have you. We thank you. My pleasure, guys. We'll talk soon. Okay, Bill Oram, Lakers writer, The Athletic, joining us, Fox Sports Radio, Mark Wheeler, Bucky Brooks. And coming up next, you know uh, – I've been uh, I've been branded here at Fox Sports Radio. Everybody's well aware. I'm a fan of the Warriors, so it would be disingenuous for me to say this. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. We'll tell you what that is coming up in a second. Let's get Ralph Irvin in here, though, with the latest out and about all the updates. Has Alabama got to 100 yet? What do we got going on, Ralph? Not quite. We'll get to that one in a moment. But first, we have... Well, almost a closeout up in Seattle. Snap to Jake. Looks, throws, caught! Aaron Fuller behind everybody and into the end zone! Touchdown, Washington! (laughs) A slam pattern on fourth down to Aaron Fuller! The nail! Washington IMG Sports Network, 340 to play. Number 15, Huskies, 24-13. They lead Colorado. 
As for number one, Alabama, well, Jalen Hurts came in and did throw a pick six. If you have a chance, you got to see this pick six by Kyle Phillips of Tennessee. Amazing play. But then he bounced back and scrambled for another touchdown. Jalen Hurts did, that is. So, number one, Alabama, 58-21. They lead Tennessee. Less than a minute to play in the third quarter. They're headed to the fourth quarter in Bloomington. Number 18, Penn State, a 26-21 lead over Indiana. While number three, Clemson, dominating NC State. 12 and a half to play in that game. 34-7, the Tigers over the Wolfpack. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And in Lincoln, Nebraska, well, the good news keeps coming. The Huskers with a fourth down stop deep in their own end. They continue to lead Minnesota 36 to 22 looking for that first one of the season guys ralph great stuff thanks we are live geico fox sports radio studios easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier okay um penn state's got the lead and the ball they're up 26 21 however they get the ball deep in their own territory watch out uh, this one is uh, got almost the entire fourth quarter left at Indiana today, um, and if somehow Penn State were to stumble in this one, my gosh, what a uh, <laughs> like! I I just remember I was at a party at that uh, Penn State Ohio State game, mm-hmm. and it was one of those you know games on in the background, and I kept checking it, and they go up by two scores, and I head for the car, and by the time I got to the car, Ohio State had already brought it to within one score. And it was just like from the moment we left that party, Penn State has not been right. And uh, this would be this would be a shock. I need to go back to that party and, and fix Penn State because something happened to this team. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened. This is an unbelievable fall uh, down the rankings if, if they're to somehow lose today as well. Yeah, this this would be a, a a black eye on Penn State for the season. This is not a game that they should lose. The other games you can see, but this this is one that they already had chalked up in pencil. Yep, they're ready to say, "Oh yeah, we got this one. We'll we'll, we'll move on. Whoever we have next week, we'll be ready for it." Well, yeah, this would be a disappointment. However, I think they're kind of finding their way. They're moving the ball down the field, and as long as you have Trace McSorley, you got a shot. All right, thirteen forty to go in that game. Twenty six twenty one. Penn State leads at Indiana. All right, let me just gonna come out right now and say this: Is Alabama boring? I mean, you just kind of, I mean, they're anticlimactic. You know what you're getting every week. Um, the same way I feel about Alabama is the same way I feel about the Patriots. You just kind of know. You know they're going to be there at the end. You have to deal with them. So, <laughs> But the Patriots might lose a game. They have already lost two. I mean, here, here's what I mean by that. We were talking about this earlier, right? Like, is is Alabama more like the Warriors or more like the Yukon women. Yukon women. Are all three of them the same? I don't know if all three of them are the same. I mean, I watch I'll the, say, I watch the Warriors. Yukon, yeah. Yukon and Alabama. And then I think the Warriors in there. And the Warriors same. after that. I mean, the Warriors, it's like you knowing that they're going to be there in the end, but on a night in and night out basis, they you might get out. something. Yeah, well, and you they might get something out. entertaining. If you watch the Warriors play Utah last night, yeah. really, really. Really entertaining basketball game. Buzzer beater tip in. They won by a point. So you can still get that. 
with the UConn women, it's like once a year they get challenged. And it sort of feels like we're getting there with Alabama. Oh, by the way, they lead Tennessee 58-21 to right now. Start of the fourth quarter, uh, Tugovailoa has not thrown an interception all year. And he's not thrown one all year. He's an amazing young player. Uh, I think the one thing about Tua is he has terrific athleticism. He has A-plus arm talent. But he also is a great student of the game. You can see that each year he's getting better and better. And the more that they put on his plate, the better he performs. To me, that's a sign of a player with a high football IQ. Uh, Tiger Bailoa today, 19 of 29 for 306 yards and four touchdown throws with no interceptions. Uh, also has a six-yard rush. Uh, Tiger Bailoa, let's get uh, the update on the year now. Um, and I don't know if this includes today. Does this include today? Let me count this up here. So far this year, um, no, this is not including today. Let's see, 6, 12, 18, 21, 25 touchdowns and no interceptions. Perfect. <laughs> That's how you want to play the game. Protect the football. I got nothing against it. They look incredible. They look absolutely incredible. But when you turn these games on, by the way, that was the point I forgot to make off the top of the show with uh, Jim Harbaugh's percentage versus uh, mm-hmm. Nick Saban's percentage in college, the winning percentage. Yes. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, 74%. Nick Saban with uh, 78 I wonder what Jim would get, though, if he got to play, <laughs> if he got a game against the Citadel every Thanksgiving. Such a it would probably be about even. Well, look, uh, the SEC is not as strong top to bottom as their fans would like to think it is every year. It is sometimes. Um, Alabama is very good. LSU is very good. Um, You know, after that, there are definitely good football teams, but like I'm watching Alabama go through this schedule and, you know, games that traditionally and through the years have been big games have been big games are no longer big games. I see Alabama play Tennessee. I I don't, I don't want all of Alabama's players, uh, you know, smoking a stogie (laughs) by the third quarter. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're on Rocky Top today, and they it, it, they look like Billy Madison. They look <laughs> like Billy Madison playing dodgeball. It's just like there's little kids running around, and Tugger by Low is just toying with them. Yeah, they're loaded. I mean, the top teams, the teams at the top of the board in college football all do the same thing. They all recruit and get the best kids, and that's what's the difference. Talking about a team full of four- and five-star guys, uh, blue-chip talents, they instill a blue-collar mentality so those guys work. That's why it works for them. I think the big thing when you look at, at Bama and trying to identify weaknesses and the like, you just wonder how do you approach them. They got big-time running backs, big-time receivers, legit quarterback. What is it that you're trying to take away? Because you have to pick something that you can take away and make them play left-handed. I I just haven't figured that yeah. part out well, yet. Well, two is already left-handed, so they 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 play very well left-handed. <laughs> I don't I don't think that to worry about that. Um, yeah, they're so they're just crushing Tennessee yet again. Um, and you look at Alabama, you look at Notre Dame, you look at Ohio State, you look at Michigan. It's like you know we haven't even reached November yet, and and you start to get a pretty decent sense of at least what we think the uh, the college football playoff is uh, is going to look like coming up. Um, all right. I want to get into this with you because you wrote an article about it on NFL.com. There's an NFL quarterback out there that you suggest 
maybe needs to be, what's the right word, tweaked, fixed? Just got to get him back on track, Deshaun and, Watson. And you feel like you've got the uh, you've got the the magic elixir. I mean, I know a lot. I know a lot. You do. And I would just wish. I mean, you could call me the football yoga. You did football you say yoga. Yoda or did Yoda. you say yoga? Yoda. Yoda. Okay, Yoda. 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 All you right. Call me the football. It's a hot yoga studio next door. I didn't know if you said yoga. No, no, no. Your Yoda. football yoga. No. Uh, those two things don't seem to go together, no. I don't think. Yoda, in yeah. terms of knowing everything. All right. Well, if you're the football Yoda, then let's hear the breakdown on Deshaun Watson coming up next. All right, Jenny Taft likely here in about 15, 20 minutes. J.P. Morosi coming up within about 30 minutes. Dodgers and Brewers coming up here in a little bit less than an hour and a half. If the Brewers win, the Dodgers had a hashtag crap season. It's not my opinion. I'm just passing along what others are saying here in LA. I'm just, I'm just passing it along. Man, it does. You know, it's no skin off my back. It's no skin off my back. I just listen, listen. Here's how you could tell. You know, ask yourself this: the Dodgers lose today. Mm -hmm. Does anybody call the post game show tonight and go, well? You know, uh, there's a nice season. Does anybody say that? I mean, do you get even one caller from like a super happy guy? No. You know what I mean? No, like a science teacher who wears Birkenstocks all, the, all day. <laughs> who's just like, ah, they did some nice things, you know? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so you make your point there. So, I, it, how about this? Okay, so let's guy just with say, a beard and long hair, and he's just like, "Hey, man." Okay, so what if what if the Dodgers get to the World Series and but fall short again? Can we then say it's a nice it's a nice season? It's different. I mean, getting to the World Series is different. You starting to like. I mean, you're fifty percent of the way to Buffalo Bills hood. Buffalo Bills won the. Best dynasties that no one ever talks about. I know because they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but so to like get there four straight times. Hey, I'm with you, man. That's hard. That's hard. That's amazing. That's an accomplishment. Our sports society does not value that the way I wish they did. It's a blue ribbon. No one cares about the blue ribbon. It's not even a blue ribbon. <laughs> Red ribbon. Yeah, it's like blue is first place, man. I don't know what second place is. It's like white or something like that. <laughs> Here's your. Participation trophy. Good job. This is a certificate. No, I think that's I, – I agree with you. I think that that's – it's it's kind of silly, particularly when – I mean, think about it this way. If you want to go back to the Buffalo Bills, think about it this way. A whole team plays a whole season, mm -hmm. plays a whole game, gets all the way – you're all set, and one kicker sends a ball – three feet to the right and now your entire team is apparently a bunch of losers. And we're blaming the kicker for making one mistake in the game? Well, no, we're not. Oh, okay. But what but you're I'm... Right. Yeah, the kid, you know kid, what I mean? If the kid goes through the Buffalo Bills franchise is viewed completely different. Completely differently. And if the kick goes through, what did all those other players do to make that kick go through? In other words, the function of the Buffalo Bills football team did nothing different at all. Yep. Kick goes through. 
They went to four straight Super Bowls and won one of them. They are amazing. They're a dynasty. Yeah, it is unbelievable. That's how we look at it. It's unbelievable. It's a delusion. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's a complete delusion. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's an achievement. I'm not here to tell you the Dodgers had a bad season. I'm just reading the room. You know, here in Southern California, it's like it's not okay. If they make the World Series and lose, I think it depends on how they lose it. 4-0, four, four Swift. That actually helps their cause. Does it? Yeah, because then you will look at the Red Sox and just be like, damn. How amazing are they? Damn. They won 108 regular season games. They rolled through the Astros, who are supposed to be the greatest team of now, and then they steamrolled the Dodgers. Now, if you get a 3-2 lead, and Clayton Kershaw comes out in game seventh, gives up five runs in the first two innings. That's a problem. Then you got a problem. Then you got a problem. I get that. Then you have a problem. So there's a bunch of scenarios. But, no, look, the Dodgers are, I mean, they're really, really good. They're really good, but nobody wants to look at it that way. They don't just want to look at it like, I am so much a proponent of better to have loved than lost and never have loved at all. Oh, better to get there? Yeah, man. Like, I'm telling you, when you are a, fran- a fan of a franchise that gets there every year, that is such a treat. It is such a treat. Even if they lost? Three straight? It's not ideal, but it's better than stinking out loud all year long every year. You know what I mean? Like, it's better than – this is why the NFL is doing what they're doing for their quarterbacks. I was talking to somebody about this at a game last night. Uh, Youth sports game. (laughs) The The one that led to the barf comment. So we're sitting there, we're talking about, we're talking about the NFL, and I'm like, you know, I know a lot of people look right now at the NFL rules with the quarterbacks. Oh, gosh, we've all gone soft. And the NFL wants to, you know, Mm -hmm. cater to offense. I go, okay. But let me add this. I am a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. When that happens to your team, the year's over. And it's not any fun. It's just not any fun. So you think think the year's over? It's totally over. They're one in five. Of course, it's... It's not about if he hadn't gotten hurt, maybe they'd win the division, but the whole – because they wouldn't. Look at the Rams. But the point is, is like there was a real excitement about that team this year. And then in one moment, you're like, well, so maybe next year <laughs> get a good draft pick. And so that's what the NFL's trying to protect. They're not trying to be soft. They're not trying to be mean defense to defensive players. They're trying to make their league stay fun. It's not fun when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. It's not fun when Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. The guy I was telling this is a Packer fan. And he's like, yeah, last year stunk. It's not any fun. You don't even watch the games with the same interest. So, so what you're advocating is making the quarterback completely different than all the other guys on the field because uh, it's more fun for the fans? Pretty much, yeah. I'm now okay with it. Wait a minute. Is the NFL not doing that? I mean. Are they doing that or are they not doing that? I mean, they are in a way. Uh, they are. I mean, they are doing that. They, they, they are. And as a former such, defensive back, it, it makes such, you throw up in your mouth. Well, I mean, it's just. But such, it's good business. Because here, here's, what, here's what happens now. All right. Joe Analytics guy or Joe Stat Studier is looking at all. He's looking at all these quarterbacks. Man. 
Look at this guy. He just had a 300-yard game. He has to be a really good player. Look at his numbers. Look at this. It's contract time. Let's pay him $30 million a year. (laughs) That's what we're creating. Yep. We're creating a situation where the best players on the team. You got to be careful, though. Are surpassed by. Got to be careful. Guys who are just. Yeah, but I know a guy who won a bunch of football games and threw for 300 yards every game, and the Raiders were like, cool, here's $25 million. And then they went, oops, he's actually not that good. He can't even play now, and everything is all set for him. Mm. So it's not that. It's not as easy as it looks. By the way, so while we're on this, so how are you fixing Deshaun Watson? What are you? What, what, what's going on? I didn't know anything was all that wrong with him. Is something wrong with him? Uh, he's not playing to the level that we thought he was going to continue to play at he's last still year. Still really young. He's still really young, but no one cares about that. He's really young. What do you mean, really no, young? He hasn't cares. played a full season. Nobody of cares about yet. that. Carson, Wen- Carson Wentz took a year. Oh, I mean, he did, but no one. No one. All cares these about rookies, that. Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, they're going to take a year. We're ready to throw Jared Goff out the league after this first year. That's true. That's so, true. So here's what's happening to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is playing with a horrible offensive line. Offensive line is terrible. They can't block anybody. Um, he's under constant pressure. He's been sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. He's been sacked 25 times. Um, and that has kind of changed the way that he plays from the pocket. Uh, defense coordinators have kind of caught up to his game. They're taking away the outside throws. Look, he can throw the ball over the middle, but he's struggling playing outside. So the Houston Texans have to get back to doing the things that he does really well, put him on the move empty the formation out, throw the ball quick, and allow him to slice and dice from the pocket. If they do those things, he be, he can be successful. They just need to add a running game to it as well. Mark Willer, Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports Radio. Jenny Taft coming up next. Big controversy, Michigan, Michigan State. All right, into our final hour, Jenny Taft, J.P. Morosi. Looking forward to that. Live Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. So we just ended up jumping into a – an NFL quarterbacking discussion. And it's interesting for a couple of guys right now. Um, and you don't hear a whole lot about it. You are hearing some about Derek Carr just because of everything with the Raiders and Chucky Gruden. And so there's all this discussion. They traded Khalil Mack. Are they going to trade Amari Cooper? What's going on with Derek Carr? Was he crying last week, by the way? Was he, was he crying? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. Did you see that? Did you see that video? <laughs> I didn't see that. He was crying. What was he crying about? I, I, I think there's quite a bit to cry about, actually, if you're with the Raiders right now. Don't you? I'm sure it hurts like hell to keep getting hit. They got rid of Khalil Mack. They can't win football games. Here's my question, though. You know, you brought up Mariota. Oh, yes, yeah, I'm bad. We talked about Eli Manning earlier. The whole talk of the league has been... All of the rules are slanted toward the quarterback. You even said it. How many quarterbacks have a rating over 100 right now? 11. 11 quarterbacks, and Tom Brady's not one of them. 11 quarterbacks. Okay, so if you're regressing or even not progressing now in these rules, in these times, it's a problem. what am I supposed to do with you if I'm running a team? It's a problem. It's a major problem. And you're looking at some of the guys who are on this list. It's the usual suspects. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. Matty Ice is on here. Sure. Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, sure, right now. Jared Goff. MVP. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. Surprisingly, this is going to surprise a lot of people. Mitchell 
Trubisky. Trubisky, sure. No, he's been really good. Seventh in passer rating. Seven. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pumpy breaks on the really, really good thing. He's been good. He's been protected. Okay, fine. Matt, Matt Nagy's done a good job protecting him. Well, wait a minute, though. Like, right. how come if Jared Goff is going to get a lot of credit and because, oh, he, because has a, he has a coach that no, has no, 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 that opened that. the doors for him, why can't the, – the, eye, the eyes, like looking at the two different players. Oh, I'm not saying Trubisky's a star. My point is, is that if a coach comes in and opens the doors for you and mm-hmm. then you execute, you get credit for that. He's been good. He's been good. Come on, brother. He's got 11 touchdowns against four picks and a rating of 105.6. He's been good. You, you stat, and they're in first you stat, place. He's stat scouting right now. Or is he? Are they still in first place? They're still in first place, right? They're half a game they're in front of them. Yeah, I think they are. Come on, man. He's been solid. I've watched all the games. Come on. I sit here on Sundays. We watch all the games. Bubble, he's bubble screens he's, and stuff. Uh, yes. He's not been great. He's been good. Yeah. He's been good. Mm. Russell Wilson. Which no one would think of because Seattle feels like they're just lost this year. Like I got something for you on okay. Russell Wilson. What do you got? Russell Wilson, right now, he is averaging fewest rushing yards, fewest pass attempts since 2013-2014. The Seattle Seahawks have a franchise quarterback, but they're not treating him like a franchise quarterback. They treat him like a young quarterback. They're leaning on the running game more than Russell Wilson. Well, they're trying to reestablish the running game because it was so bad the last couple of years. All right, we'll get back to that conversation in a little bit. Right now, let's welcome in Jenny Taft, who was at the Michigan-Michigan State game. And, Jenny, you got a little bit more than you uh, than you bargained for in this one, right? Like, you, you thought you were just getting a football game. You got all kinds of controversy today. Boy, I really did, guys. And we had extra hours with the delay. We had some <laughs> – scandal before the game uh i'm probably not gonna make my flight because it was so long but hey it was (laughs) worth it we got the game we wanted hey jenny talk a little bit about i knew this was a heated rivalry but some of that some of the stuff that i saw in pregame between the michigan state players and a couple of the wolverines that were out before the game can you explain what what took place before the game yeah, you know, that was really interesting for me because I had just finished up an interview with Coach Antonio and, you know, we had kind of seen some some action going on behind me and the story and the stuff that made the news that you probably saw on social media was Devin Bush, he was seen, uh, you know, on the video kicking and kind of like scuffing up the Spartan logo at the 50. So the story goes from both sides. I talked to numerous people about what happened, and the Michigan State guys apparently were late. That's what Michigan was telling me. They were 10 minutes late to their walk. They do that walk always before every game. So Michigan felt like they were late. We already needed to get out there. And um, the Michigan State side said, well, once we came out, Michigan should have cleared the field. And that was kind of the the story I was hearing. Um their Michigan's SID, Dave, kind of confirmed with me that there was a little, some word shared. Apparently, the headphones were ripped off of Levert Hill's head. So that kind of started the anger and the controversy. And then we saw, of course, um, Devin Bush kind of taking it out on uh, Barton in the middle there on the logo. So it was it fueled the fire, but this had been building. I mean, all week, the rivalry, and when I talked to the players, they use the word, we hate each other. I mean, this is in your blood. This is personal. This one felt, this one was real. And especially for a Michigan team that feels like they are out to prove something. And they keep saying the revenge tour. I'm going to take that 
from Chase Winovich, who's been bringing it up, and he's becoming my new favorite interview. But they've got a lot to prove this team, and they're showing us a lot. Yeah, Jenny, I, I would say I wonder if down the road this won't be a game that they end up circling and saying, could it even be the turning point in Jim Harbaugh's tenure there? Because there's sure. this right there's this stat that's been floating around. It's like, oh, he's never beaten a ranked team on the road. Yep. And, and so, you know, there was the – Ohio State officiating controversy and the crazy play against Michigan State last year and all this. So, yeah. so they exercise all those demons and they've been laying in the weeds. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, having seen them today and experienced what they experienced, it, how realistic are their chances to end up in the playoff now? Well, I think what's different about this Michigan team is, one, they've got the quarterback, and you know that they've struggled with that in the past. What Shea is doing and what he has meant for this group is clear, and you can feel it. And the the difference is I feel that this team believes in in themselves. And there was a conversation with Ben Bredneson that I had uh, this week, and he said, we finally figured out how to finish games. And when you hear that, and it felt like he believed it. This is – that's – coming from someone on the O-line, which has been criticized, you know, for this Michigan team, they believe in themselves, and that's on every every aspect of the team believes in themselves. The defense has been incredible, and then the offense is now figuring it out. Shea told me this is the most fun he's ever had playing football, and I believe it. Coach Harbaugh said that there's something unique about this group. It's hard to put his finger on, but they believe in themselves, and that loss to open against Notre Dame feels like a long time ago for this team. That is the last thing that they're concerned about. They've got high hopes, and that is to go all the way to a playoff. You know, thinking about that, you briefly mentioned Shea Patterson and what he's brought uh, to this team. Just your observation of Shea Patterson, is he really settling into being the leader of that offense outside of just giving them solid play at the quarterback position? I think so. I think that Shea... Every time I see him, I, I see a little bit more from him. Um, what was really telling was when we covered them against Northwestern and the emotion that I saw from him for getting that win. I mean, he, in that position on the road, to have a performance like that and really to, you know, it shouldn't have been as close against Northwestern, but it kind of was in the end. And they found a way to finish that game in the fourth quarter. And you could feel the emotion. He started crying a bit. I mean, he was he knows how hard he's worked to kind of get to this place and become the quarterback for this team that has been so criticized in the past, in the past, that position. And just the way the offense talks about him, um, it feels like it's been a good fit. Pat Hamilton's been talking to us about how impressed he's been saying he has this it factor. He finds a way to get it done. And then we're seeing him in the run game, finding ways to impact um, this offense. But then you look at a guy like Cron Higdon, who, Again, today was a difference maker. So they have a lot of pieces that they're finding a way to use, and that's on all sides of the ball. Jenny, are you allowed to let the defense run the ship in 2018? That's that. I don't that know. Yeah, is that? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the that's what looks like Michigan's trying to do, and I think they're the only one in the nation doing it. I feel like it's that old cliche. I'm going to use it. So defense wins championships, and we all say it, but. When I talk, when you talk to Chase Winovich, and you get the emotion and the hype surrounding this team, and they have this chip on their shoulder that they are the best, they believe they're the best, and they want to prove that they're the best. And it goes back to this revenge tour. I mean, I think they have a lot to prove, and they don't want to stop. Jenny, great stuff. It's wonderful to have your perspective today. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. I am hoping for less lightning in the future, but the. 
the atmosphere lived up to it, and that was one I'll definitely remember. Thanks, guys. All right. Try to make your flight. Thank you so, <laughs> so much. All right. There goes Jenny Taft. Uh, J.P. Morosi is going to join us in about five to seven minutes. We look forward to that. Game seven is starting in an hour between the Dodgers and the Brewers. Just starting to get a feeling about that Michigan team, man. I Gosh, you could fast forward right now to the Michigan-Ohio State game. And how good is that one going to be? Because I, I don't, I don't know. I if don't know. Don't... It's been real one, one-sided. No, not really, not really. I mean, there was that time that Michigan beat him. <laughs> it's only one officials I've only the seen, ball, but I've only seen one team hoist up whatever it is goes between them. I got to ask you. So Ohio State's going to start here in about 15 minutes against Purdue, mm. and uh, just a friendly conversation I had with my producer during the week, uh-huh. and he said Ohio State will easily cover the the 12 and a half. Yeah. And and I think I think Purdue will cover. I think they're going to have a tough game today. What you think where did, that, where did that come from? Does that come from a place of of knowledge? That comes from what is it is it high hopes? Like I'm just trying to figure out where Purdue has uh has won against the number 4 times in a row. And I think that Ohio State Haskins is so good, they've masked some problems. Hmm. Okay. I mean, they had a hard time shaking Minnesota for a while last week. I just, you know, I don't I, eh, you know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Listen, listen, <laughs> if it was that easy to cover the spread, then everybody would just walk to the window and bet Ohio State and it's over, right? I mean, the number is what it is for a reason. I man, I you, you must know something. You must right. know some people. All right, well, no, I don't know anything. But four hours from now, I want you to text me, and uh, and we'll see where we're at on that oh, one. Oh, and if Purdue only you, okay. if Purdue only loses by ten, uh, you're welcome, <laughs> and uh, and I expect an apology, <laughs> public apology. <laughs> yeah, I want an a apology. public apology. No, it could be a private apology. A public apology. You just text me and be like, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> How could I ever yeah, doubt yeah, you? Yeah. How could I ever doubt you? <laughs> but if Ohio State wins by 30, then I'll just turn my phone off. All right. Uh, J.P. Morosi joins us next. Okay, great news. Quick way you could save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Man, it is crazy. Uh, you know, what you were talking about earlier, those uh, NFL passing stats, they really tell a story. I'm not a stat guy, but so you got 11 – 11 quarterbacks with a rating over 100. However, that does not include guys who appear to be playing very well and have obviously established themselves as the man, future Hall of Famers in many cases. Tom Brady is not over 100. Ben Roethlisberger is not over 100. Uh, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, people believe is having a a nice year, but he's down at around 94 and a half. That's like the top 15 or so. (laughs) <laughs> and then you get down the the quarterback who has taken the most criticism this year. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Eli Manning, right? Yep. Now Eli Manning is nineteenth. His rating is ninety point nine. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, people would be high fiving him for how well he's playing. Yep. Not anymore. But Eli Manning is ahead of Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Derek Carr. Andrew Luck, Joe Flacco, Dak Prescott, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Marcus Mariota, and all the rookies. 
All four of those rookies who are playing. Mm-hmm. All of them. Eli Manning's ahead <laughs> of all of those guys. Um, Garoppolo, too, although he had a very, very small I was wondering, I was wondering if you could talk about Jimmy G. If you yeah, no, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Oh, okay. I'm glad Garoppolo's you. rating is right at 90. Mm. Um, but, yeah, small sample size there. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I look at a lot of these guys right now. You know, I, I always say, like, again, I'm not a stat guy. Certain ones do tell a story. And of all the names that we just threw out there, I do feel like there are, let me count them, truly as many as six who, based on this stat alone, may not have the gig next year that they have now. Six? Well, let's run through it. Okay, let's run through it. Eli Manning. Oh, yeah. Right? Ouchie. Blake Bortles. <sighs> he should, I'm ju- he again, should, he I'm should be out. I'm just saying may not. May not. He should be out, but he'll probably hang around. Go with me if it's even I'm a maybe. You. Okay. Okay? Got you, too. Marcus Mariota. Mm, yeah. It hasn't been great. Um, Case Keenum. We've seen that. He's just a backup. Right, right. And that's, that was a one-year deal. Um, Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, we got to get to move on. <laughs> get to move on. We want better. And then Dak Prescott. Nah, player. Trending up. Trending up. Good game last week. Good game last really week. Really good game last week. Own, owners, owner loves him. Today. He's there. Today. He's there. Okay, but I still gave you five. You did. Five in the end. Five and a possible. Yeah, five and a possible. And then the other ones that are in this mix, I mean, obviously the rookies, you give them a pass because they're rookies. They're going to be their, you know, Darnold and Mayfield and mm-hmm. Rosen. That's going to be their quarterback, Allen, for a little while. Allen. <clears throat> Allen's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, Allen's the very last. Yeah, he is, he is 34th uh, out of 34 guys who have taken enough snaps to be eligible. So Josh Allen is last. Um, Joe Flacco is down there. And because I wouldn't but, say he's in danger, except for they drafted a first-round quarterback. But he's he's been. What are you going to do there? He's been. They're having an okay season. Okay, and he's been just okay. Yeah, no, he's twenty fifth. He's twenty fifth. I mean, it's sneaky. Nine touchdowns, four picks. You wouldn't be like, oh, there's no problem there. But add in the you know the lack of yardage, the dink, the dunk, whatever. It's all a dink and dunk. Yeah. And so, see, the big thing that you have to look at when you're looking at these stats to keep them in context, like passer rating is big because it factors in everything, but yards per attempt. It's a significant Yards per thing. attempt. Okay. Yards per attempt because it mean, it, it can reflect you pushing the ball down the field. All right. So um, let's, let's click on big, that. Do you want to know who – do you know off the top of your head I'm who leads at, the NFL? I'm in looking, yard, at right you're looking at it right now. I'm okay. looking right now. Fist magic. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's magic. That's hysterical. Um, but so you, see, you see you second? Jared Goff. Mm. Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes. Ahead of the golden boy, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Philip Rivers is four. Matt Ryan is five. Drew okay, Brees is I'm going to say something because you, now, tried, to tell now, me, now, wait you a tried to tell me this last week. What did I try to tell you? And I was I was kind of poo-pooing it because I hadn't been paying attention. What I say? Philip Rivers is having a strong year. Philip Rivers is in the top three Phillip of the Rivers MVP having, race, right? And I, there is no I kinda, debate. I kind of, I kind of brushed this out, like, man, there you go, whatever. But quietly, he is really having an MVP caliber year. No one is talking about it. He's almost completing seventy percent of his pass, sixty-eight point six, 
1,700 passing yards, 8.7 yards per attempt, 15 tubs, only three interceptions. 15 touchdowns, number two in the league behind Mahomes. Unbelievable. 115.1 passer rating. Quarterback rating and fourth in the league and really third in the league because I don't want to count Fitzpatrick. Third in the league in what you're saying, yards per attempt. Wow. Only behind Goff and Mahomes, neither of whom had lost a football game until last week. That's amazing. Like, seriously, that is that is amazing. Because a lot of times what gets lost with the Phillip Rivers conversation, we wax nostalgic and poetic about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, even Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, the guy's still getting it done, this and that. We rarely mention Phillip Rivers in that same category. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at how he's played and what he's played with, there's no question he's one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen during this this time period, during this whatever 20-year period with the quarterback play. Um, and I know, I know we talk about Hall of Famers and Gold Jackets and how everyone gets in. Oh, he's going. I, I just think the discussion he's going. is going to be so fascinating when we look back and we talk about Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Phillip Rivers because the resumes will say that Eli Manning might be the best of them all. Eli Manning, of, then Ben, then Phil in terms of resume, but in but terms it, of ter- who's good, it, flip it upside down. Flip it upside flip down. Flip it upside it, down. It would absolutely be Rivers, yes. then Ben, Ros- then, then Eli. Eli. Yeah, I agree with the you The two Super Bowl MVPs well, and don't, make people feel like Eli Manning had a better career. Don't discount this. It's not only the Super Bowl rings. One plays in New York. Yeah. One plays for maybe. LA. Well, hold on. No. LA. No, 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 no. Hold on. One plays in New York. One plays for a candidate for biggest fan base in the NFL. Pittsburgh. And then the third one does not have any fans. (laughs) He doesn't have any fans. (laughs) He does. Uh, They don't have any fans. Do you want to know what I thought of this week when Big Baller Brand came out with their cheaper shoe? Big Baller! Big Baller Brand! I saw them come out with their cheaper shoe, and I went, huh. I'm going to get you some of those 200. They're 200. No, they're the Chargers. <laughs> no. Big Baller brand and the Chargers have something in oh. common. Did you notice what they both did this week? What, they got to be there for the next 20 years? No, they both said, you know what? We better start offering our product at a bargain basement rate because nobody wants it. Why, the Chargers offered it at a bargain did basement rate? Did you see what they did this week? No, you're the man. You see, you, you didn't see what they did this week? Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm Wait be a honest, minute. Mark. You, heard you this always... Was- you always pay attention to tickets. I'm be honest with you, boy. I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, cause typically because you don't need to buy any. Typically, I'm trying to yeah, find a way. For NFL. I'm trying to find, no, I'm trying to find a way to, to see if I can get in. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to find a way to get in. I know how you get in. You call your boss and you're like, "I want to go to the Ram game this week." But I'm trying and to figure out how I can parlay that in basketball. How can I get some Lakers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't easy around here, brother. <laughs> Not easy. You, you know, people. Uh, you got some people at Staples. Yeah, some people that can let me slide in and just. <laughs> Just let me slide in. Check this out, though. I know you saw this story. Seth Wickersham, Adam Schefter, they're all tweeting about it, that the owners this week in New York Mm. were talking about the viability of the Chargers in Los Angeles. Pro Football Talk comes out with a story the very next day. Hey, everybody calm down. The Chargers are locked into L.A. for at least 20 years. Locked in. Oh, really? If you're locked in, then why are the owners, all these billionaires, wasting time talking about it? They wouldn't be talking about it in the meetings in New York billionaires who don't like their time wasted unless there was a reason to be talking about it. They just want to make sure they're going to get their money. Yeah, okay. So 
the Chargers and LeVar Ball are going to pitch to you. <laughs> They're going to pitch to you that, hey, we are very user-friendly. Yes. We are, yes. We, are, we are open to our fans, and we would like to tell you that we have our product now available to the everyman. You can come see our game, and you can wear our shoes. Here's what actually happened in the boardroom last week. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, folks, everybody gather around, grab a seat. <laughs> Nobody wants our crap. We need to start offering it for free. <laughs> for free? That is what happened. Oh, my God. Did you hear mm. what the Chargers' cheapest season ticket plus personal seat license for the first year at the new place, if you want the cheapest seat in the house, what is it? This gets you all 10 games and a personal seat license. $600. Oh, man. For the whole year. It's 10 games? It's what, 60? Two preseason, eight games. A 60 year WAP. And a personal seat license, which is $100 for the year. Do I get to put my name on the seat? Uh, they get to put no, my name? no, the Rams person gets to put their name on the seat. <laughs> I don't get to put my name on the You're seat. You're just renting the seat. No, I want my name <laughs> on the seat. Nope. $600 for the whole year. Yeah. That, what? The people. They get more, all the people in. No, they will not get any of the people <laughs> in. That's why they're offering it for free. Uh, all right. Uh, we, got some, we got some more on the, uh, on the baseball game that is forthcoming. Uh, a lot more to get to. Let's get uh, let's get Ralph Irvin in here as well. Full scoreboard update on everything going on. LSU Mississippi State underway. Ohio State about to kick off. Wazoo Oregon. Ralph, what do we got? Well, thank you very much, Mark. And LSU got off to a fast start. Say it again. You can say that again. That's right, Coach. They got a seven nothing seven three lead now over number twenty two Mississippi State. Thank you, guys. Go Tigers! And they are still midway through the first quarter. Again, number five LSU on top. Number ten UCF at East Carolina. They're scoreless. Number twenty one South Florida trailing UConn at home midway through the first quarter. Seven nothing games that have gone final. Number one, Alabama, easy over Tennessee, 58-21. Number three, Clemson, 41-7 over number 16, North Carolina State. Number 18, Penn State held on to beat Indiana, 33-28. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern, the Dodgers and Brewers game seven of the National League Championship Series and of course it'll be on FS1 and one final note that's your Nebraska Cornhuskers they get their first win of the season this is the Huskers first home win since September 23rd of last year when they beat Rutgers the Huskers have a win today a 53 point effort by the offense today and Scott Frost has his first victory as Husker head coach Husker IMG Sports Network with the call so there goes that streak guys back to you all right thanks very much Ralph okay live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO only hard part figuring out which way is easier so let me ask you this so we were talking earlier, we were sort of joking around about uh, Dodgers-Brewers tonight. Like, could tonight be Yasiel Puig's last game with the Dodgers? Could tonight be Manny Machado's last game with the, uh, with the Dodgers? Now, those are two very different questions. Um, I'm wondering this about Machado and Harper this offseason. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying it, $300 million, $350 million, whatever it's going to be. 
it's funny though because just a year ago we saw baseball contracts look very very different and the owners were suddenly not ready to pony up and a lot of guys had to i mean greatly adjust <laughs> the, the expectations that they had for the contract that they were going to get and even the guys who got them like an Eric Hosmer in San Diego like they had to wait i mean they had to wait till february in order to get it done i i got to ask this to me baseball's got to explore maybe giving something to the players so that they can get something in return and that thing that they get in return is a cap on contract length Baseball's bizarre. You'd never see this. It's not legal in the uh, in the NBA, and you'd never see it in the NFL because of the physicality of the sport. Unless, of course, you're coaching the Raiders. But dudes in baseball get handed out ten year deals. Too long. And I'm trying to remember. Anybody in the room? Can anybody remember one of these ten year deals in baseball? Where at the end of it, year seven, eight, nine, ten, the team was still pleased with the deal. No, ten, ten, a decade? Never. I can't remember any. It's too long. A-Rod, Pujols, uh, look what's happening with Kershaw right now. I hate to break his Dodger fans. He's going to opt in. He's going to opt in, and you're probably not going to like it. He you're not going to get your return uh, the next couple of years because of injuries and just normal aging. Um, I could go on and on with more deals. When you sign an eight, nine, ten-year deal in baseball, almost by definition, you're saying uh, this is going to stink on the back end. So how willing are teams going to really be to line up for 10 years, $350 million for Harper and Machado? Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be tough because I, I, I think the decision that you're trying to make in today's game, depending on, I guess, the economics of the franchise that you run, the return on the investment. How old is Manny Machado? Machado's 26. So is uh, Harper. They're both 26. Man, maybe they get to 36. You still won't see. You will not be as good at age 34, 35, 36 as you are going to be at 26, 27, 28, 29. You're stuck holding it back. It would see, but the problem is they're going to compare those deals to the deals that have always already been spent out. Well, let me let me pass along a deal to you that uh, I can explain pretty well that I bet America doesn't know about because it's with the San Diego Padres, not a national brand. Did you see what they did with Eric Cosmer last year? No, what is so it? here's the deal. The deal is eight years. I think he got eight years and 144 million dollars. Here's the thing, though. After five years. Hosmer can opt out of it. Hosmer can be like, nope, no thanks. And the reason they gave him that opt-out is because year six, seven, and eight, his salary goes way down. In other words, we'll give you $20 million a year for years one through five, and then we're going to give you about $12 million a year for years six, seven, and eight. It's a very smart thing for a team to do. Because if the player wants almost to like opt- a re- like a reverse mortgage. Yes, if a player wants to opt in after five years, you're going great. Except we're going to expect that at age 35, you're not going to be a 20 million dollar a year any- guy anymore. So we're going to o- overpay you on the front end, right? 
And underpay you on the back end. And if you are still popping, if year five you hit 30 home runs and drive in 120 and bat 301. Go be a free agent. Opt out. Ooh. Now that should be the blueprint. That's a nice. I don't think it will be for Machado and Harper. Their names are too big and they're too productive. But I don't know, man. I don't. I I just don't feel like this offseason, this is going to be as easy as everybody thinks. Oh, just Manny Machado, just show up to the winter meetings and here's your $350 million for 10 years. Congrats. Mm. I don't know, man. That's not the way baseball teams are thinking about it anymore. And they shouldn't. That's a good way. I mean, that is it. That's a good deal. Isn't it? That's a nice deal. Flip it a little bit. Everybody's happy. The football equivalent to that kind of deal would be what the Eagles used to do with their young players. And I think you're seeing the Rams do it with Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks. Um, When the Rams extended Todd Gurley on his deal, it was an extension to the end of his current deal. Okay. So this is the only deal that they'll probably do with Todd Gurley. He won't get another mm-hmm. big deal. Everyone is talking about the money now. Oh, it's $13 million per or whatever. But in time, as we're seeing, contracts only go up. And as the CBA is readjusted, it will only get bigger. In three years, the deal that Todd Gurley's on will be seen as a bargain. And that is the thing that you have to look for. Same thing with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cook still has another year on his original rookie contract before that extension kicks in. They are getting them at bargain rates because as we've seen, the money escalate. Odell Beckham Jr. is at, what, $18, $19 million. Well, you know it's going to get into the $20 million range at some point. Sure. You're going to have your guys under your control at a deal that actually plays to the team once we get past the midway point. I think it's smart. It is smart. I mean, that's why, you know, when, when you look at some of the young quarterbacks, Garoppolo, whatever, sign these big deals, I mean, you're really – you're playing that five-year window out and you're going, well, what, what will we think about this deal in five years? If the guy can't play, you won't be happy about it. But if mm-hmm. he can, it's actually going to be a middle-of-the-pack deal by the end of it. By yep. the end of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark Willard, Bucky Brooks. Uh, and coming up next, I'm so glad you brought up Odell's name. I want to talk about Odell Beckham coming up next. Let's do it. But not Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. Yeah, that's next. Senior. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, man, I'm in. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Raptors released the video they played for their own crowd last night. It was their home opener. Hey, it says it all. Like, you don't see teams do this very often. It admits things. It specifically talks about specific players. Yeah, Yeah, they, I mean, they're trying to keep it real. I appreciate Look, T-Mac left. Vince Carter left. Chris Bosh left. He says, do you think it was easy for us to get rid of DeRozan? The message is... We're not trying to be better. We're trying to win the whole thing. Trying and to be that, great. And, and that takes risks. And it's so that's what we're doing. Don't want division titles. Don't want conference crowns. They want it all. They want, they want, the, they want, the, they want the chip. 
Don't be surprised, brother. Oh, Don't my gosh. I mean, I would be surprised if them and the Pelicans are duking it out. <laughs> Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, man. Be That's going to be my T-shirt. That's my hype video slogan. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I don't want you to be surprised. All right. Um, okay, Mark Willard, Bucky Brooks, so much fun today. Glad you're with us. So check this out. Um, I've never liked stay in your lane. I've never liked that. Mm. We hear it all, it, the, all it, the time. It means a specific thing. There's an undercurrent to it, and I don't want you to be confused. It's sexist. Mm. Because what we've what we've learned in recent years is that the sports world does not like it when the person next to the athlete mm-hmm. goes on social media mm. and says something controversial. Mm-hmm. Aisha Curry, Giselle, I could go on, right? Uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Buccaneer and Dolphin cornerback. Uh, oh, uh, Miko Grimes. Grimes. Yes. Okay, Kate Upton the other night. For the, for the Astros. This is a BS call. I had a friend that tweeted her back and said, hey, Tawny Katane, shut your mouth. Okay? Oh. I'm not even kidding now. Okay? Whoa. So it's sexist because we will hide behind, hey, we don't like it when somebody near the athlete goes on social media to say something forceful, powerful, and controversial. Mm. Oh, mm. you don't? Are you sure? Because Odell Beckham Sr. crushed, hold on, New York Giants ownership. And I didn't hear Pete. I knew a damn thing. I didn't hear anybody tell Odell Beckham Sr., sir, stay in your lane. Sit down. Didn't hear it. Still waiting for that one. Maybe we're accustomed to seeing dads do that. Are we? Maybe. I don't know. Did I do that to my son? I mean, not yet. <laughs> Last not yet. night, not yet. Send football. It, send, send it back. <laughs> send, send the video. Send, send the video. Send the video back tomorrow. Send the video back and we'll see. Sorry. We'll be at that game a little early tomorrow night, Bucky. Yeah. We'll be send at it. that No. Um, it's okay because it's a dad? I don't know. I think maybe because people are accustomed to doing it. Is it a lot okay? of things is the, the norm. It's, not, it's never okay. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a Twitter account. You can well, say whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, what, what if I say it's always okay? It's always okay. I don't I don't you, care. You like, listen, listen. Aisha Curry says the league is rigged for money. That's <laughs> I mean, that's a little that's a little much. Okay, that's a little, it's a little emotional. I mean, it's a little it's a little emotional and I can get how, you know, now we're talking about uh now we're talking about the legitimacy of the sport, you know, for which your husband is obviously very famous and making hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. I get, so sometimes it's not just that you said something, it's what you specifically said. Yeah, it's a dollar back yeah, a little bit. You're going to clap back at Kate Upton because she's mad, uh, and rightfully so, about a Banana Land umpire call uh, when a ball is hit. A Banana Land? Banana Land. Banana Land? Banana Land. I've never heard Banana Land used in a Banana sentence. Land. Oh, you're here with me all the time. Okay, so, so what was Banana Land? You, you, okay. you talking about the... Right. Yeah, check this out. Even my son had this figured out. He looked at that and he goes, well, look, if there's any controversy, he goes, it should be a ground rule double. I go, why should it be a ground rule double? He goes, because some people think it's a home run and some people think it's an out, so you should split the damn difference. Split, he didn't say damn. He's split, 11. Split the baby. Here's the problem. 
the ball was hit over the fence, mm-hmm. you're assuming it's just a bad rule. You're assuming that somebody can go five feet above the wall, reach their arm back but he, behind the wall, and catch the ball. But he he, he had it right no, there. No, he didn't. His he, glo- he had it. His glove was right in the mix until someone moved, pushed his glove closed. Well, did they push, push, push did, it? Is that definitive? Mookie, Mookie Betts. Are, are you sure? Are you 100% sure? But are and we just, unsure? Well, but well, see, are we uncertain about it? Okay, so that's my point. If the call on the field is home run and you're unsure, then how the heck can you switch it? Hmm. And that, baseball, that's, that's and, your contention. Well, and baseball, furthermore, what you have is just a ridiculous setting. This whole idea that a fan mm-hmm. who's excited about the game, rooting like crazy, their favorite team hits a ball mm-hmm. over the fence right at them. It's coming at them at 100 miles an hour. What's the exit velocity? 120 miles an hour. Duck. It's a small, hard sphere. And that duck. you should somehow get out of the way of this is ridiculous. It's not, what, see, a human, one, one of the it's not people, what a human being is going to do. One, one of them did because one of them had their eyes closed when it was coming. Well, that's fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I might be one of those people, but most people are not going to do that. <laughs> so if you don't want a possibility of somebody's arm being over a line. Move them back. Move them back. Move them back five feet. Or your other option is to say, hey, man, you go into the jungle, whatever happens, happens. Whoever, whoever, <laughs> the jungle. Whoever comes out of there with the ball wins. Maybe Mookie Betts end up doing the Lambo leap. Just keep him up there with you. <laughs> they just Ball, snatch, just, just snatch him up. Anyway. You got the ball, but you're over the fence. Home run. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is Kate Upton had every right to say that. Whether Aisha Curry, she I don't know about that particular statement, but she can tweet whatever she wants, and Giselle could tweet whatever she wants, and Odell Beckham Sr. could tweet whatever they want. I just happen to notice that when a guy does it, does it nobody says anything. No. I'm fine with whatever they wanted. Like you said, it's their Twitter feed. Do you think? Do Yeah, do what you like. <laughs> do what you like. Do what you like. I, I mean, I dig that, but um, obviously what, what you're saying is obviously is sexist because we're not going to let women weigh in, but you're not going to give men a hard time when they weigh in with their opinions. It's only one way to, be, to view it. Um, I just think it's interesting because we've seen more and more people around players begin to chime in. Uh, we saw the situation with Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. and our own Steven Jackson clap back at his brother, which was <laughs> that might be the most that might be the most gangster thing I've ever seen. Oh, Steven Jackson, it's funny. <laughs> but we've seen people involved and around the thing do it. I just think that is the time that we're in, and we have to be able to accept accept it from guys and girls. Yeah, if, if you don't, I mean, just sexy. ask ask yourself. Uh, Odell's not even married. Let's say he was. Mm-hmm. Okay, take that exact same statement, ripping the owners of the Giants. Oh yeah, and it was Odell's wife. Oh, they'd be at her. Ooh, we would have we would have led with it. We didn't get till <laughs> till the end today. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.